My name is Dr. Iglesias, and this is Deep In Your Business. This is episode three. I will be your host, along with Michael Robert Casanova. Hey, did hey, I get it right? Got it right. Got I it got right. it right yeah. this time. And Alvaro Salim Noriega Des Hoyos. What? Des Hoyos. Wow, he, wow. he got that, it good, bro. too. Bro, he you got, got it good, too. Got the longest How names in the world, man. Yep. Hey, so I'm super <laughs> excited today. We're here with our good friend. His name is Sean. And we're going to talk about his life and we're going to dig deep in his business. But wait a second. Wait a second. We all have like very long names and you just said Sean. You did. Sean Puffy Combs. I don't know. What, 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 what's your full name, bro? What's I, your middle name, bro? I, I can't never tell learned y'all that. <laughs> Come on. It's an American name. That's why I didn't, I, I didn't say it. Did you, did you hear mine? I'm you know? so thankful he didn't say my name. He would have messed it up. Because I know up. it was like Brimston, something like Brimston. Oh, you would have messed me. You oh, see? Bro. Listen, my yeah. whole life, my, my yeah. last name has been messed up. Man. So what is uh, it? Sean Brian McCaster. <laughs> Sean Michael. Sean Michael. Sean Bremser. Brim, Sean yeah. Michael, like the wrestler, it, bro. That's wrestler. awesome, dude. There's actually a castle in Germany named Brim. Really? So, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. That's an awesome name. Sean Michaels is a before wrestler. Before we jump on Sean, Sean Michael man. is a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we jump on Sean, I want to mention that me and Alvaro got certified yesterday. We are certified. He's looking at me like what? <laughs> veterinarians man <laughs> oh bro oh, you like how many a little bit. puppies 11 puppies 11 right? puppies dude Crazy and i was God. literally holding oh, the wow. puppy the the umbilical cord hanging mm -hmm. and i was cutting him alvaro was cutting putting a string and man it was blurry. really oh. his wife was freaking out yeah, she's, she's like oh my out. god what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> the dog is eating the placenta. Mike is like, I don't want to see blood. <laughs> but yeah, we're certified veterinarians, man. Yeah, it's awesome. So Great where experience. did you get your certification at? So it's called self-certification. <laughs> okay. So yeah, okay. Okay. we on did the draw training. By, you. On, on the, the by draw life's, training. By life's university, you know? <laughs> just you. Just, you know, it throws you there and then you start doing That's stuff. That's how I get all done. my certification. That's it. I'm self-certified. <laughs> I got it. a PhD. I'm a pole hole digger. I'm a plumber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. So talking about plumbing, man, um, I know we met and uh, I didn't know you were a plumber, man. Yeah, man. I um I started plumbing 2013. Okay. Or I'm yeah, January of 2013 is when I started my plumbing gig. Um. Okay. That was a uh, a crazy year altogether. So yeah. we can dig in right there because that was a perfect <laughs> uh, question to ask. And uh, so um, I actually um I had a a a friend that uh he he was working for for some lady, and she had her own business. Young girl. Okay. And um I was at the time selling drugs and um So this was twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was at the time selling drugs and uh my son was born and I was telling my my fiance like, you know, we gotta get out of this because So where did you live? Where were you selling drugs? Uh in Pompano. What type uh, of drugs were you selling? I was selling uh cocaine. Okay. I was selling uh blues. Hmm. And um at, at times I was selling heroin. Okay. So, so yeah. there was a rule in the street and it was called don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Did you sell? Did, did, were you already, I mean, do you use drugs? Uh, use I have it? in the past. Okay. Um, but I was never addicted. It was just like a, if I use like my thing was, yeah, I used to sell a lot of ecstasy. 
and I like to take ecstasy. So that okay. was the drug okay. that that I probably, you know, um, shouldn't have sold because I enjoyed it. Right? Got so, it. Mm. So you were getting high in your own supply. Yeah, but it, okay. but with that kind of drug, it didn't affect any income or anything because. So what what do they the go for? What's so the cool. price on ecstasy? I don't know. Well, back then I was getting them for three dollars a piece. Okay, I'd get like three thousand of them. Wow. And drop them off for seven. Let me how, ask you, because that was in my neighborhood a lot, the ecstasy. Did, did you always chew on a straw? Or like chew on something when you were on it? Because uh, that seemed to be like a common thing when I nah, see people in my neighborhood. They were we, like, we used to, do to it. keep the moving something in their mouth. We used to do the, the Vix inhalers. So, okay. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you and, got them for $3. Yeah. And how I, much would you sell them? I'd offer them, I'd offer them for, for seven. I would, I would drive across the... Uh, Alligator Alley and okay. take them over to Fort Myers and Naples. Got it. Okay. Yeah, just, wow. Yeah. Do that once or twice a week and on top of amongst other things. Um, so yeah, that was uh that was back that was man, the ecstasy was that takes me back to like probably two thousand and six, Sean, seven, eight. Give me mm -hmm. one second, man. Yeah, like you yeah. were saying that you were plumbing and you were before you were selling drugs. So yeah, tell me so how- Yeah, so I was going to explain how I got into <laughs> yeah, plumbing. Yeah, yeah, go so, for it. Yeah, so yeah. What, the, the way I ended up being a plumber was yeah. um, one of my friends that I used to roll with all the time, um, he was like my right-hand man, and he he worked for this lady, plumbing lady. She's real cool, real cool girl. Yeah. And um, she gave me an opportunity because at, at this time, my son, my son Cassius was about to be born. Well, he was born. He was born in 2012. Okay. And I, I told my, my fiance, I said, listen, man, we I gotta do something else because I don't wanna I don't want I don't want my son raised up because we had we, I had a stepson. She had a son already and he was okay. um I raised him from three to uh it was three to three to seven. And um he saw a lot of things in and out the house and stuff like that. And uh I sent him to Calvary actually. Okay. He was going to Calvary at and, that uh, time. Yeah. And uh he came home one day from school and he was like, um, he was like, oh man, all my friends' dads came to school and they're talking about their jobs. What do you do for work again? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say? No, what did you say? Yeah. No, it it actually like did something to me and I was yeah. like, man, like that's messed up, man. Mm. So I was like, well, I own a, I lied to him. That I own a painting company, you know, because I so had you a was you were only selling drugs at the time, not plumbing at this yet. time. Yeah, Got no, it. I wasn't plumbing yet. Okay, okay. So, um, I'm just going into the detail of what made me want to, or what made me want to get a job, right? And, uh, and, and a, a okay. profession. Got it. So, um, yeah, because the change of heart was your son, pretty well, much. It was that hit me, and then by yeah, the change of heart was when my son was born, Got and it. just. You know the lifestyle, man, alone, and yeah. um, and and I really did. I, I I was looking at future with with my fiance, and you know I I went in it far enough to have a child with her. So of course we were looking at marriage and all the all that stuff. So and, when you say fiance, how long ago did you propose to her? When was she pregnant already? Was it no? no? Uh, well, yeah, it was probably about six months before. Before uh, I lost her, okay. So, so yeah, it was she was she was pregnant. She was pregnant, she was and then you proposed. Did you propose to her because she was pregnant, or this is the woman you saw yourself spending the rest of your life? This was the woman that I saw myself spending the rest of my life. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So now you were saying about school. So you're going to school to talk about your profession. You said you were a painter. 
You told the, the yeah. So so my son, right? Yeah. So so I so I told him, you know, I lied about that, whatever, you know, just to, I was gonna be like I still drug, but I I know he's already <laughs> seeing like me bagging up cocaine and stuff like that. Like I'm doing it right in front of mm. him, right? I, right. I was I didn't have no kind of sense at all. I was just I was bound by the enemy, man. When I say bound, I was bound. I was I was. You were in it. You were in I it. I was in it. Yeah, you were you know? in it. Yeah. And um. So yeah, so what led me to so then my I ended up asking my friend, I'm like, yo, man, see if I get a job, right? Uh-huh. And uh and um she he asked for me and she ended up giving me a chance, man. So I went up and I did a little interview and she was really cool. Like she was a party girl. She was like four years, maybe, maybe two years older than me. But she was real young. At that time, she was like like 30, maybe 30, no, 26 or 27. Okay. You know where you left me in school? What did you tell the students? I wasn't at the school. Remember? Oh, so you never went. He to came the home. Oh, and he said he said that that his friend's dads came to the school. Got and talked, it. You know, they're fire. Oh, firemen. So that awkward it. moment okay, at school. Yeah. No, like bro. I never okay, even okay, showed okay. my face in the school. <laughs> okay, nah. Said, all right. I let <laughs> I let baby mama handle all that. Yeah. I, I wasn't going in no school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. But um. So that was like, so I was like, okay, cool. So I got, I get the job, man. And um, I'll tell you, man, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely a blessing. I believe the Lord, you yeah. know, was really gave, The Lord gave me that job and I wasn't serving the Lord at all. Yeah. So I get the job and um, at this time there's like, a, like the big thing was the camera inspections and the. Uh, so you just literally dropped drug dealing? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. No, no, no. So, so you were still selling drugs. So I have my baby mama now at the house busting my licks while I'm working. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, so my licks so, are coming in. So the and baby mama I'm, I'm was taking the calls. Drugs. Yeah, so I'm taking the calls and telling her what to grab and what to serve them. Uh, because all my all my like licks, they were like I, I built a relationship with all my. Little when you licks. say licks, what do you mean? What is that? Like. The buyers, the people okay. who bought the drugs. People that bought the drugs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. your baby mama was the one handing them the drugs and you were the one speaking over the phone doing the transactions. Is that correct? I just tell her what to grab her and she'll, she'll meet them in the parking lot. Boom. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so she was doing that for a little bit. And then um, I I, uh, I I told her, I said, that's it. So what happened was I, this job was a blessing, man. I make, bro, I was bringing in sometimes $25,000, $3,000 a week. Wow. Off the job. Yeah. I'm here. So now I'm getting. Oh, so you're, so you're making three grand uh, out of plumbing? Because my, my next question was going to be you. like, man, how was, the, how was the, the payment? You know, because selling drugs, from selling drugs to plumbing, there's got to be some kind of drop. Oh, at yeah. this time, mm -hmm. though, at this time, this restoration thing was bumping like huge. Mm. So my mind frame was hustling, right? So I came into plumbing with a hustling mind frame. Like, I'm going to your roof, and I'm going to break your pipes. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and then I'm going to, because if I sell the job for 40 grand, I'm I'm seeing 25% on that job. Wow. And then I had it so sweet that I, I didn't have that much experience, so I'm getting these jobs and not really having to do the job. Just sell it, and boom, I'm getting these big old checks. Bro. So how would you break the pipes? What would you do? We would take this big old long bar <laughs> and we tie yeah, a rope John, on it. The Johnson and bar. We, I know what's up. It's called the Johnson bar. And we drop it down. 
Oh, and then you'll pick it up with a rope? Uh-huh. Yeah, Ooh. and we pull it back. Mike, you sound like you know what he's or, doing. Have you ever done that? <laughs> or, well, for the let everyone know out there, I'm a master plumber. Yes. And uh, yeah, I was I was the guy cleaning up after him. <laughs> so that's what's so funny. I remember going to customers' houses. What? And them talking about guys like him. Yeah. And I was the one going in. That's Man, crazy. those people are evil. Those yeah. people are evil. <laughs> and now he's sitting next to me. So those people are so evil. Hey. Ching, ching, 40 grand. You so know? what, what hey. would it break exactly? <laughs> it was winging me off of selling drugs. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it'll break what? Like the P-trap under the toilet? Uh, nah, well, bro. You drop it from the, vent, a stack, the vent 90. Vent, and then the you stack, go through that 90. The boom. stack to go right through. Oh, and it'll through. go right through. Yeah. And then all I do is show that on the camera. And then boom, we got uh-huh. an insurance claim. Right. Wow. Yep. So, you know, that was just like, you know, that was that was the hustle, man. And um, yeah, you know, so I I I I you know, there was other ways too. We had this big old uh <laughs> come on, the, we had this jetter, right? Uh-huh. And then we put this big old ball on the jetter and uh-huh. and it just yeah, bang them. We're going deep up, into bro. plumbing. I like this. <laughs> I have no idea about plumbing, but now I'm learning a lot. So hey, no, you're learning what not to <laughs> not do <laughs> in plumbing. No, 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 listen. I'm only I'm yeah. only sharing this of course, because of course. I am sanctified, I'm saved, and I'm filled with the Holy <laughs> Ghost. And I would <laughs> never ever in my <laughs> life do this again. Amen. Plus, your past has seven years limits of statutation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, listen, yeah, listen, man. They can't really listen, come after you. I've you're had good. so many cases, 25 years, uh, life. All these cases hit at me, bro. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good, man. I know who my savior is, and, and one thing about it is he dropped all my charges all those times. Yeah. So, you know, but you know what? Stuff. What was really cool about this is, for example, I had no idea about any of that. But the knowing the 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 nitty gritty, the black spots on that past is really really cool. Yeah. Because what we can see is, man, you used to do that, and what do you do now? Mm-hmm. You know, like if yeah. you are you still plumbing? Yeah, now well the Lord has given me a, my own, you know, my own business. And um, you know, we, we're kind of skipping a few things. So I wanna I well, wanna I wanna I wanna it's not that we're skipping. We're we're you you keep talking like you're a Christian, but you don't look like a Christian, no. you don't talk like a Christian, <laughs> and you don't dress like a Christian. So we're not even there yet. We're still no what I wanna talk about what, what I wanna talk about yeah. is before the business, before yeah, yeah, before yeah. God yeah. gave me the business, yes, right? Yes. Um, so I worked for companies for, you know, I was in the, in new companies jumping around, uh, diff, different plumbing companies for about eight years. And then I just went off on my own. I went off yeah. on my own, you know? Okay. So, um, but at that time I still wasn't, um, a follower of Jesus or anything. I just started a business and right. I'll be honest with you. I started reading the word too. And, um, so the Lord was actually blessing the business a little bit. At the, it, it was it was really really strange time uh, in my life. This I started in 2017. So this was I lost my baby mama in 2013 uh, as well. So January I got the job plumbing, and I found her uh, deceased in my bed uh, to, with a bullet hole to her head. We're gonna talk about that in detail <clears throat> in, in October of 2013. So that's whenever like. Yeah. Everything stopped as far as like drug dealing and everything. I just started, I, I I took a break from work and like three, four months later, I'm like, I got to get back at it. I went back at it to, to the plumbing yeah, and, and just took off with it. And then it, you know, I, those relationships fell through with the plumbing. So I started my own thing because I had the skill, right? Right. And not only that, these plumbing companies were charging crazy amounts of money. Like, right. I'm doing mainly the sales, bro, and people are biting on them. 
And I'm like, man, I, if I charge half of what these companies are charging, I'm, 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 I'm you're good. I'm good. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. That's how everybody starts their business. You know, right. you, you work for other people, you mm -hmm. see the money they're making. And then you say, man, if I do the same, how much could I make out of that? Yeah. Uh, and then I was getting, you know, good, 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 uh, rep, good people leaving, uh, good reviews, reviews on and me. Stuff. Right. And, yeah. and so I was like, wow, man, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. I might as well do it. Yeah. on my own so yeah. then you know so sorry i know you personally i've seen your growth like tremendously in the lord we're gonna talk about that in a bit but i want to talk about when we first met mm. and uh when we first met i remember we were sitting in a table it was a christian retreat and your pastor was like man you got to hear this guy's testimony i heard your testimony we spoke we got to get to know each other a little better And later that day in that uh, retreat, you had a tobacco in your mouth. You were smoking a tobacco. Cigar, yeah. A, a cigar, right? Isn't a tobacco a cigar? No? A tabaco. cigar. Tabaco yeah. is how we say it in Cuba, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say it in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were smoking yeah. a tobacco. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, and stop me if I'm wrong, I approach you. I'm like, what are you doing? You're born again. You're like, well, my pastor and all the rest of the guys are smoking cigars. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Wasn't that kind of the conversation we had? Similar. The funny thing is, is I know God has sent you, amen. Uh, because I had felt a conviction already from mm. puffing that cigar. Mm. So you were just confirmation, amen. So <laughs> funny story here. So <laughs> we're going deep. <laughs> so one, so once I, once I, I was like, what? And I remember, I'll never forget it. I had a, the cigar on my bunk, and this new guy walks in, right? It did a room, and I'm like. Want a cigar? <laughs> He gave it away. About 10 minutes later, I got another conviction. Mm. I'm like, why did I just give him a cigar? Yes. If like that, why would I do that? I just like I just passed on sin to somebody else or something yeah. that is not from God. So yeah. I even asked, I th do you remember I came up to you and I was like, bro, is that all right if I gave it away? Like, <laughs> like you're like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm curious, like, how did how did you Like, how did the conviction come upon you? Good how did question. you feel? Very that, good. I'm glad you, know. you asked that. Um, the reason why is because uh, the night the night that I called out on the name of the Lord, uh, the night that I fully surrendered and I was at my 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 end and I felt death upon me and I'm facing life in prison and I got on my knees and I cried out to the Lord. And that night I was delivered instantly from cigarettes, alcohol, cussing, gone. How right. old, how old mm -hmm. were you when you surrendered everything to Christ? 39 years old. You were 39? Sean, but when you say mm -hmm. that you were delivered, explain that to me mm -hmm. in order to understand what you felt. Like, what well, did you feel? She, well, and how did you how did you turn to be different that you actually noticed, man, hey, something happened. And then, you know, I was doing this. I loved it. And now I'm not doing it. And what happened? Like, yeah. explain that to me. Because yeah, it's so. radical. The reason why yeah, he wants yeah. it explained, what happened to you is radical. Of course. Yeah. So that very night, I stopped at, at the liquor store and got me a drink before I um, came home. What drink? Home. What, what did you get? What it was you? an alcoholic beverage. Oh, you don't remember what it was? Um, I can't remember that name. It was, I like the Mike's Harders, the, the Mike's. Mike's hardest hard lemonade. Hardest. Yeah, it's like hard lemonade. It's hard the lemonade real strong things. one. Okay. And I was oh, drinking. Sometimes I was drinking eight of those a day. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> wow. Like, like it was nothing yeah. really because I drank so much and um I put them in the refrigerator. I came into my house, right? And I'm on house arrest at this time. Like I wasn't even supposed to be out. <laughs> <laughs> I come in and I turn the TV on and 
it was like this supernatural thing. Like there was a show on TV, but the host of the show was identifying my life and identifying my son. And like, it was like crazy. And I'm like, and I'm like, and when you say identifying is what, like what he was saying was like, like you felt like it was for you. Yeah, he was calling out my life, bro. Like oh, wow. I have this eight, at that time my son I believe was eight or nine. Oh, he might have been uh what he's eleven now, so nine years old. Um, and then they had a kid and like, oh the nine year old and then this and it was just so many things and I'm like like I'm hearing this, but it was God speaking to me through this host. Yeah, yeah. Of this show. And um, I mean, I at that moment I'm like, because there were so many crazy things happening before I surrendered to Christ. Like I was like just craziness, people following me and like just weird stuff. So you were feeling stuff to get to that moment? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I, I so I actually heard a voice and um I heard you have you have uh three choices. You you either end up dead, you go to prison for life. Or you call out on my name. Mm. Oh wow. And I remember he I remember just hearing about people who have called out on 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 Jesus. Yeah. Mm. But I just like, eh, you know, but I was so broken. But you heard it from from who? Like when you remember just heard that, it. I like people remember. just telling you, oh, you know, they call in the name of Jesus and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be saved. Yeah. But you know, I didn't even know it was the scripture. I didn't know nothing about the Bible. So um I really didn't, man. So I, I, I've tried to read the Bible and I could never understand it. I tried to read, I could never understand it. <laughs> it happens to all of us, man. <laughs> of, of course, I wasn't born again, so it wasn't for me to understand. So you heard the voice. What happened? I sir, I got on my knees and I cried out to God. Hmm. That same alcohol that I bought sat in my refrigerator hmm. for a whole year. Every time I opened up the door, I look at it. I never drank that alcohol that night. I never drank it the next day. I never drank it the day after, and I never drank it a week after. And at that moment, though, I'm like, I don't drink no more. Praise God. But you mentioned you yeah. mentioned alcohol, cigarettes, and something else. Yeah. So I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. What? Dude, that's crazy, bro. <sighs> like, I would be in my back patio just smoking so and drinking. Young. And I had these, I was taking medication as well. I was on uh, all kinds of like a bill of fire. I was on these crazy Psych meds. meds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and um, I was taking Adderall. I was taking Xanax, a bill of fire. And that stuff made you want to like, <sighs> smoke and drink. And mm. It was weird. So uh, a psychiatrist had diagnosed you with something? Yeah, bipolar, schizo, all that. Wow. God is so awesome, man. Because yeah, yeah. um, as long as I've I've only known you in ministry, man. Yeah. And I've seen you with a sound mind, yeah. hearing the voice of God. I've seen you lay hands on the sick. I've seen you prophesy. And we've tested you, man. Yeah. You're a man of God. Amen. Thank you. I praise the Lord for that. Um, yeah. It was Jesus that discipled me, by the way. It wasn't a man. It wasn't a human. It was, it was Jesus, man. Because when I called out on the name of the Lord, Jesus came into my home, man. Yeah. And, and, and. You know, you asked, how did I notice these things? Yeah, yeah. So I no longer smoked. Like, I just didn't smoke. I, I didn't even, like, after that night, I never smoked another cigarette. But it wasn't like the it? next day? Like, no, the, the next, next day, day you were like, it was over with. I never, Dude. you didn't desire it, that nicotine? No. Wow. I poured out, I poured out all my medication. I dumped it all out. Wow. Um, 
God. Cussing, man, like you know, I was, I was, I was, I was out of the hood. Like you wouldn't even be able to understand me if right. you knew who I was before Christ. The right. way I talk now, you can understand me. Yeah, like my dad, like people, my family, and other people, they'd be like, I don't even you know what he's saying. Well, the cur the cursing I share with you because, um, out of ten words, seven were curses. You know, when I would speak. Same here. And then. It didn't happen like from one day to the next one. And that's why I was asking you, like, how did you know? Because for me, I just started reading the Bible and all of a sudden I started changing. But it, I didn't feel it like one day to the next one. People started telling me like, oh, you're different. You're weird. And, and I was like, and I was like, what do you mean I'm different? I'm weird. Like, what do you mean? I'm the same. Yeah. And they were like, no, you're not. And, and I started noticing. So I'm like, oh, wow, I don't curse anymore. Uh, but it took me like a couple of, of days, a couple of weeks or, 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 or some time. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why I was asking you. Because if you notice that it was like from one day to the next one. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know. So I, I had a lot of anger. I, I, I struggled with anger, man. And, and I just, I was a very angry person. And uh, Jesus took that that night. So the, 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 the drinking... The drugs, all of that was just to numb the pain. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. The the day I found my my baby mama dead, like I didn't care to live, nor did I want to be sober. So before we talk about that, you got saved after your fiance passed away, or before? I didn't get saved till 2021. Oh, what? Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm confused now. So the average Christian <laughs> in 10 years does not do what you've done in the last, what, two years that I've known you? Mm. So he got saved 21, 22, 23. This man is always on an airplane yep. mm -hmm. preaching Amen. the gospel of Jesus Christ. Crazy. I mean, where were you? When was the last time you did ministry? Oh, we've done some locals, uh, uh -huh. Clearwater and Orlando, but we just, I just went to Texas. Texas. When was the last time you went to Texas, Alvaro, to do uh, ministry? Let me, let me think. Uh, no. Never. Mike, yeah. when was the last time you went to Texas? You see what I mean? It's like, listen, what nope. you're doing to you is normal. It's Amen. natural. Amen. Mm -hmm. But the average Christian man is all talk, no action. Amen. No, but wait a second. It's not just that you travel, but you travel with your own money and you, yes. and you, you, know, you use your own resources. It's not yeah. that people are inviting you and telling you, hey, I give you a, an airplane ticket and this and that. Yeah. You guys go to somebody's house and you pay your own airplane tickets and you set yeah. up like, you know, you go with other people. Correct. Too. Sometimes we yeah. sleep on Sometimes we sleep in the church. And, yeah. and to be fair, too, I mean, not everybody's called to, to do what you're doing as well. Correct. You know, and just, Correct. you know, just for people that are listening, you know, not all, not all is a call to this because we're not called to go to Texas and preach. You know, that's OK, too. Right. You know. Ever since that night I surrendered, I uh, I became a follower of Jesus Christ. I I picked up my cross, and um, I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't even start reading the Bible right away. I started testing everything. <laughs> and what do you mean by testing? What, what were the tests? Oh, uh, one of them was huge, man. I had Tell two, me so I it. had a truck, a nice F one fifty paid for. <laughs> it was older, but it was clean, paid for. I had a fresh paint job, nice wheels. Like I used it for work, and then I had a nice SUV. Right, ran fine, ran great. Just paid it off, right? So I'm up all night doing this internet stuff, and I get an email. Oh, come to. Uh, what is it? Volkswagen. 
and get your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've been, I'm so much, I'm, I really was in the spirit, but I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know what spirit I was in at this time. <laughs> right. So they were, I'm they like, were fishing, they were fishing. So yeah. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, we have your, your brand new 2000 at that time, 21. Uh, yeah. it was a Volkswagen SUV, $50,000 truck. Nice. So this was a huge test on my, my heart. Right. Where was, where's your heart at, my son? And this is what God was showing me. And so I go and I'm, I'm like, man, this is nice. Like, and they're like, oh yeah. And I had received this phone call so crazy on my way to the dealership, right? And um, it said that I had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, or I had two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the bank. Don't spend it all this year, okay. right? And I'm like, what? I got $250,000. They say, hallelujah. So I went to the dealership. Let's and I, spend. I went to, yo, let, check this out. I went to the dealership and I was like, I just pay for it cash. Yeah. Right? Oh, the $50,000 wow, truck. Dude. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you sure you want to do that? We could just check your credit. Da, da, da. And I, you know, gave them all my business information. And I had, right. bro, my credit was like 720 at the time. So mm. I'm like, whatever. They're like, you could just give us your SUV. that Give us your car that you have now. And um, you drive off with no money down. Right. So I left. I'm not, and I went back to my wife and I told my wife, and I'm like, I didn't get it though. Hey, man, that dirty, that, that, that <laughs> temptation, right? Yeah, so yeah, for yeah, about yeah. a week and a half, the dealer mm. keep hitting me, hitting me, hitting me. I'm like, well, let me come back up there then. Yeah. I come back up and I give them my truck that's paid off. I get this truck, $1,000 payments. And, I'll be honest with you. I thought that the Lord has give, had given me that truck. I thought he blessed mm. me with that truck. I thought he was giving that to me. And I thought that I had $250,000. Wow. Like my mind was going crazy, right? And um, I went into the, uh, I went into the dealership. I got the V. I ended up driving off with it, coming home. with told my wife. And my wife's just like, she's very humble. You know, she was very humble, but she not, she don't get in my business when it comes to stuff like that, you know? Right. So, uh, it, it ended up not being a gift from God, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> how did, how did let, you know? How did let you me come tell up you. with that one? I never made a payment, right? I had this thing for like five months. The mm-hmm. last couple months I had it, I left it in the, in the parking lot and whoever wanted to take it could go drive it or whatever. I was waiting on people to come get that car back. Y'all right. can have that thing. Yeah. And the there is one blessing out of it is, is I I never paid a payment, and in the state of Florida, that's the last what really locks in the contract. So the big blessing is is it didn't affect my credit somehow. Some oh way. wow! Mm. I guess our question is, and Alvaro was trying to ask, how did you get a quarter of a million dollars in your bank account? Yeah, so that was <laughs> fraud. <laughs> oh wow! So and it was did... trickery. It was it oh. was the enemy, man. Like making me think that I had all this. I, like I I was literally at the dealership telling them, oh, I I just received two. I, wow. I just pay cash, you know. And then they were like, like I was so confident because mm. I believed that lie myself. Right, I didn't right. have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Matter of fact, I was going in the negatives before. A couple months later, I was down nothing. And then I ended up my my work my truck that I had my F one fifty it started cutting off at a light cutting off at a light and I'm like, man, I need a work truck now. 
So I went around and tried to get that. And it was, listen, I totally surrendered to the Lord throughout all these trials and tribulations and things coming at me and these tests that I knew I didn't like, okay, if, if I have a vehicle or if I have money this day, it's okay. If right. I don't, it's okay. Yeah. I didn't care. Right. I didn't care. You were I content. I had so much peace. When I received yeah. that peace, I had peace. I had peace knowing that if I go, I, I'm, I was telling God, listen, if I got to go to prison, man, the rest of my life, there must be some people you want me to speak to in prison. I had yeah. peace about it. Yeah. I'm good. But let me ask you a question because you said that you were selling drugs and stuff. And, you know, the friends that I have that have sold drugs in the past, they say, oh, I had so much money. So I bought cars and I bought boats and I bought this and I bought that. Yeah. When did you buy any of those things? And um, if you did, I was very. Did you, did you feel the same way as you feel right now when you're saying, "Oh, I don't care if I have it or not"? No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. I didn't have that peace. No. But um, did, did you have stuff like 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 that? I I I, I have what I wanted. Okay. And, and and the thing is, is I was I'm I've never been to I I I always like to have a decent. I had a couple cars. I always had like two cars. Yeah. And. And a and a nice place, and yeah. my place would be painted up different, like just nice and big screen and like new front. Like I would have my stuff laid out, and my kids would be good, and they'd have the newest stuff. They have the, like that kind of stuff. That's what was more important to right. me, and stacking my money. So, a lot of that drug money that I had had actually carried on for years, and hmm. and and kept me afloat. I had a lot of cash that I I, I had. I had stuff in my a lot of my clothes in my pockets, man. <laughs> and it was it was carrying me through that time even that um that I lost my 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 son's mother. So so you keep mentioning losing your son's <clears throat> mother. Take us through what happened that day. Yeah. Did she die like later in the after afternoon at night or was mm. it in the morning? Like when when did she pass away? Was it later? Yeah. So what happened with that is um so she was going through the this uh postpartum oh so it was she was going she through depression your yeah, son right she, yeah my, son? my son was my son was about 14 months old oh okay okay and um she was going through this and then her mom died and when her mom died it was like something happened in her me it and her triggered were, her me and her were best friends like we were 24 7 i didn't worry she didn't really like she we, we used to hustled in the strip clubs together and stuff like that but she didn't really like after the baby she wasn't no work it was just but she was just getting so depressed and then mm. her mom died in the center over the edge because she had some guilt for the way she treated her mom and wow. she didn't have a relationship so then it was like i remember she went to california to bury her mom and when she came back man it wasn't her it wasn't her anymore. wow was she using mm. any drugs or alcohol or uh she was she was a drinker So that contribute to so the day the of depression. yeah so the day of what happened was my sister called me and was like hey can you come she lived in Hollywood she said can you come hang a TV for me right okay I'm like yeah so I asked you know told my girl and grabbed the kids so we all went hung the TV and we ended up going down to Hollywood Beach okay and um I told so the kids were hungry and we're somewhere at a restaurant I get the kids food and my sister my sister's a party girl <laughs> and. My my baby mamas, they they got along and clicked good together, right? Okay. So I told my sister, I said, listen, no drinking. As I'm getting the kids food, they disappeared on me. Mm. So there's a bar down called Nick's. 
And they went down and started doing shots. Because I know when my baby mama came back, I could see in her eyes. I knew when she drank. And then, man, it just got, things just went, got rough, man. Her mouth and things got a little hectic. I was driving in the car and driving back to my sister's house that night. And she trying to hit me. And I'm, but why? I'm why? Restrained. Were you guys she was arguing? Drunk. No. But what was, what was, why was she upset? What was she upset about? Like, I don't know. You don't know. She was just angry. She was depressed, bro, and angry. And, okay. and she, she was fine if she didn't drink. Okay. But that drinking brought a rage in her. So she started raging and hit me. Well, I, she I might she might have looked fine, but deep inside she's going through all the depression yeah. and all that stuff. Well, there was a lot going, but that, but I I was I was uh liter illiterate to this stuff. I was illiterate to the spiritual realm, period. Right. She but, told me that a spirit blew in her face oh, wow. while she was sitting in my living room. And that's why she don't sit in the living room no more. Mm. But let's let's stay in the car. So you're in the car. She's trying to hit you and pull, and you almost crash. I got the kids in the back, my oh, sister in the wow. back. So I ended up grabbing her like this and, 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 and restraining her. And then my sister's like, so we get back to the house. I jump out the car. With, I grab my son and I go in the house. And all I hear her is just screaming, 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 wow. screaming, screaming. It was a scream of hell. Like, wow. it was a, a murdering scream. Was that the first time you see her react like that? Yeah, I okay. never. Oh, I never witnessed this Oh, before. so it escalated then. Wow. No, okay. me and her, we were tight, bro. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, because you said you guys were best friends. Yeah, And then bro. when she, when, did she ever describe you like the depression and stuff in their friendship? There's in a, your friendship? There's a, so, so. About a month and two months before all this, she tried to commit suicide another time and I found her in the bathroom. How? How did she try? She to went in the bathroom, broke a wine glass and cut her wrist. Oh, wow. So I had to, I kicked the door down and got her to the hospital. Okay. And then, um, and then like within a week of that, there was a time I woke up with, a, with my pistol in my face. What? And she was on top of me. Oh, wow, and dude. And my gun was right here, like what? in my face. And mm. she was laughing like, <laughs> like. And I was like, if you pull that trigger, I'm gone because there's one in the chamber. Like, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? And and then she's wow. like, hey. So I got the gun to fly away and got on top of her. And, yeah. And then she just started crying. And I forgave her. And I said, we're going to get through this. I knew she was sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said, wow. we're going to get through this. I said, we're going to get through this. And then, like, you know, whatever it was, two months later, you know, she, she shot herself in the head. So before she shot herself in the head, you were in the car. You got out. You grabbed the kids. What happened? I after grabbed, that? So I grabbed my. I grabbed the baby. Okay, the baby. Sincere was about eight at that time. Okay, and she was keeping him with her. Like, oh, that's mine. He's coming with me. You know. Okay. So I went in the house and I told my sister, "I'm not dealing with that." Okay. I'm. I'm good. I'm not dealing with it. Let her go home. So, so when you say she, home, you guys so didn't she, live together. Yeah, of course. Okay. We lived together for five years, four years. Five years. But you just said you went to the house. I was at my sister's Sister. house. <gasps> oh, it was at her sister's. Okay, got it, got it. She walked off with Sincere. Got it. Right? Okay. And they went and called a cab. Well, when I got up in the morning, because I went to bed with, with my, actually, yeah, I went to bed with my son. And um, when I got up in the morning and went out to my car, I was going to go home. I'm like, I told my sister, I'm going to go home and see if she's all right. I go deal with this. Well, my, my glove box was open and my gun was gone. <gasps> oh. oh. Dude. And um, I, I was like, well, my I'm trying to think why. I'm like, maybe she took it for protection because she walked in the streets of Hollywood <sighs> with my. 
So I'm still going home with the mindset like there's nothing wrong. Right. And um, I go home, open up the door, and my stepson comes up and he goes, Sean, mommy, mommy won't wake up. And I'm like, what you mean? So I looked at the left and I see her, um, I see her like you know, slanted. And uh, I walked down there and I had Cassius in my arms like this. And I grabbed her on her shoulder and she was stiff as a board. Wow. And I was like, I grabbed, my, oh, I had my son, but I, I told sincere, let's go now. Like what ran through my body was just so crazy. It was like, man, mm. it was a feeling I don't wish upon nobody. And um, I was in shock, man. I went and called the police, Oof. man, and then I got investigated. Of course, you know, I, I I get it, but I got investigated right away for a little bit, and then they cleared me. And then... um, Was she sitting in the couch or living nah, room it was in the bed? No, it was in our bedroom. Oh. And she was right alongside of our bed, just... So then my my my, my family came over, my sister. I yeah. never went back in the house after that. I told her, I, like, you can have whatever's in there, I'm done. But right. let me ask you a question. Like, the... Um, the little kid that was with her, he didn't hear the the gun or anything. He didn't know, no. So oh, wow, she man. she must have. Was it like he bloody? Was it where where was? There's a lot of blood all over the floor, but I, I didn't witness all that. But my parent, my dad, and my sisters, they saw it all. They they that my nephew, they actually were in there cleaning the mess up. Okay, and um, cause she was like hunched over whenever I, you know, what I'm saying so. Yeah. It was like uh, I didn't. I got in and out when I felt her stiff as a board, man, coat, and I. It was mm. a like my heart dropped, man, and then like I was in such a a panic. I didn't. I called the police, man, and and then uh, so. Then with that being said, you know after she gets taken, taken away, uh, you know when the police done their investigation, and then I find out that. They're gonna take my stepson from me right then at that moment. Oh man! So I lost yeah. my whole family in that one day. I just had my. They couldn't take cashes from me. Right, right. And uh, I started like freaking out. My dad was right there, and I, I was like snapping, like no, nah, about my stepson because I. Yeah, my you have created you have created a bond Dude. with him, you know, yeah, for yeah, all these so, years. Right. So do so you not, still have a connection with him? Yeah, now, yeah, too? yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Whenever he's he's a he's. 16, 17 now. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know okay. how that go. He, yeah, yeah, He yeah. living life now. So, uh, <laughs> it, but yeah, no, and, and, and him and his brother have a relationship. They speak and, okay. you know. Um, so Sean, that was, we know that was very traumatic. You've mentioned life in prison, prison. So was that, did that come before or after the prison? Uh, all this, all my legal yes. troubles came, um, after, after after this, like I got in trouble 2009 for a shooting, and then um got it, charges dropped, cleared on that, and okay. then uh just years after that, so so what was it? I, I just got real reckless, man. Of I, course. So I turned to a bottle, and I was drinking a fifth, clearing a fifth a day. Sometimes running out and going to get another one, fifth of vodka. Or, Sometimes it'd be Hennessy, whatever color I wanted, you know, for that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brown or white, just, you know. And then, um, and I was just, I was just, and functioning. Remember, I was a plumber at this time now. Right. Yeah. I'm driving around with a bottle of liquor Dude. in the van all day long, mm -hmm. going to jobs, bro. Wow. Wow. Selling, bro. Hitting. No. Hit. 
Customers calling the <laughs> boss, telling them that I'm such a great guy. Wow. I look, wow. me, I felt like I looked like a straight <laughs> junkie, bro. Right, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, they like, man, they're like, man, he is just such a great guy. And I'm like, what? They're, they're calling you and saying that? That's crazy. Bro, like, like, bro, that was. Uh, but like, like, would you talk to them or like, you know. The like, customer? Yeah. Yeah, man. Did you just do the job and left, or like, did you? I was you know, more in the sales and he had to sell the job. Oh, okay, yeah, he okay. had to sell the job. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was, you know, I, I'm trying to get the big ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to get insurance job. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you can get the commission. Of yeah, course. That, that's what was really like the big thing. I was hitting decent on. So yeah. Sean, with this depression that you were going through, these psychological warfare, and now you lost your your stepson. Yeah, yeah. You, literally in one day, you lost your your mm -hmm. fiance. Yeah your stepson, but you got to keep living. You yeah. know, Alvaro spoke about that in the last episode. It's like, you got to man up, you know? Yeah. Well, unfortunately tough, I, I didn't, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I did and I didn't, but I, yeah. you know, I, I mourned, I mourned through sex. My, I, I would sleep with multiple women daily. Okay. Oh, uh, you know, that was your painkiller. Get, get a bunch of friends that was girls and they would have just, yeah, that was the sex. It was, it's in the alcohol it was like you know and then yeah. um i was just staying numb and blind yes because the enemy was yeah. trying to take me out but he couldn't yeah i had death trailing me for so long like people dying right behind me boom 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 but but not me sean you say death wow. but you he almost had you because mm -hmm. i got to know you and and in that retreat and you told me you almost you tried to commit suicide Correct. Um, so take us that day. Tell us what happened that day yeah. right before yeah. that moment. I was facing 25 years for a drive-by shooting. Okay. Um, house arrest. Drinking 24 beers a day. Wow. Sitting in there, taking the medication, smoking. Wow. I was just doing like, every, like just sec like secluded to my house. I couldn't even go nowhere. And this is how many years after your fiance This was 2018. Died? So that's what, like two, two, three years? No, she died October of 13. Oh, wow. Five, that's like five years. Five, five years in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, so more, you, I'm more than a good eight, nine years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So take us that day. So, so that day I, I, um, I'm facing this time and I'm just, again, I'm, I'm just drink, 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 drink. I really didn't care about the time. I didn't care about anything else. Um, my uncle, me and my uncle were real close, man. He did like twenty, almost twenty years, I think, in prison. Okay. Um, but he got saved and he was on fire for the Lord. He was actually a minister. He had a ministry in, in Mockley. and um, he called me one day. You know, he knew I was facing these charges because he he was actually there for me. Like we would talk, and he was there for me throughout this case, um, just for my mental. And uh, we were getting real close, and uh. He asked me what I was gonna do with my motorcycle. Hmm. I had this motorcycle that uh, that my pops had gave me, and um, I fixed it, got it all running real good. And so you're in house arrest and you couldn't drive. Uh, no, nah, I drive couldn't the motorcycle? drive. So my uncle's like, "What you? <laughs> hey, boy." He, he called me one day. He's like, "Hey, boy, what you gonna do with that bike? Like, <laughs> of course. You going to you going to prison, home boy? What you gonna do?" With so yeah. he, he really wanted, and I'm like, "Uh, I'm gonna keep my bike, right?" <laughs> but uh. That day, man, you know, that, that day it was like, oh, like something was telling me then you're going to give that to your uncle. 
So I called my uncle like the next day and I'm like, uncle, come get your bike, it's yours, right? And um, so about maybe three weeks goes by. Well, he, he picked it up like the next day. <laughs> three weeks go by. I'm on house rest, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in the house, but, and he comes over because I, I was like, I got a helmet for you, come get it, come hang out, whatever. So we come hang out. He left, he left his glasses on my table and uh, he left and I, I get a call around one o'clock in the afternoon the next day and um, it's his phone number. It's his phone. And they said, I'm sorry, he didn't make it. Oh, wow. And I said, what? Like, mm. stop, man. So now I'm freaking out. Yeah. My yeah. Now I'm drunk, right? Yeah. yeah. My son's at school, my wife's at work, and I'm down. I'm depressed and I'm ready to die. Wow. My fiance, my uncle, like, just, bro, dog, my dogs are dying while I'm on house arrest. I turn around and they dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you wow. say your dogs, your friends from the streets? No, my, my wife had two dogs. Oh. One of her dogs just died in the, in the oh. house. Bro, like, things were just dying like crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, that's it. I had enough. And um, I, I didn't really have a relationship with my dad at the time. Like we, we fell off, we fell off a lot, and we fell off around that time. And I was just like broken and all over again. So I started making a way to hang myself. So what did you use? I used a cable cord, and it was like real for long cable TV for or? cable TV. Okay. And then I, I, so my. My patio is concrete all around. So okay. I took tap cons and I, I took like straps and tap conned everything and tap conned it to the top, like making sure like the thing on Tap con right? is the, the blue screws. Yeah, right? yeah. You gotta, they're real strong real in strong. the concrete. Okay. So um, I guess I had texted my dad, I love you. Okay. And that was kind of, I guess that yeah. was like a, an alarm. Red that, flag. That was a red, red flag. flag. Like, yeah. So he, hey, he never says that. So yeah. something, something hey, smells yeah. weird. <laughs> so he, but yeah. he said that he felt like something was wrong. He's like, man, he's like, there was something wrong. Yeah. So he called my sister. My sister worked for him at the time. And what usually would take her a 15 minute drive to get to my house, took her a five minute. And then they let her right through the gate. Usually... The gate line's long. Of course. And then yep. they make her do her call and all that, like, and phoop, zip right through. But before we zip right through, take us through, man. So you you set up the noose. Yeah. I set up the noose. Yep. Yeah. You Did you drink that day? Did oh, you, yeah. Were you like, I'm just curious because I want to be inside your brain. Oh, yeah. it was, it was a demon. Were you satisfied, like, like seeing, oh, I, this will hold me and... Uh, this will do it. Uh, were you like I satisfied? Te I tested it, it like accomplishment. I tested it a few times before I, I actually like dropped myself. Like holding yourself yeah, on making and making sure all. it wasn't gonna drop. So but what, 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 what are you saying in your head? Because right. I was excited, bro. Yeah, you were excited. you were excited like to, it's, it's to do right. it. Was it? I wanted to die. Yeah, it's over. I I had demons in me, and they were trying to take me out. Yeah, and I wanted to die, bro. Well, because. Uh, not that long ago, I was feeling the same thing. So that's why I'm asking you that. Um, uh, a couple couple months ago, uh, I get divorced with my wife. And then I've been a Christian for 13 years. Mm. And all of a sudden, these voices start to go in my head like, oh, it's better if you die. You know, she'll get the, oh, I've got that she'll get the insurance. I you know, that. the kids are going to be okay. You know, yep. it's better if you die. 
And the pain was so bad because, you know, we're getting divorced. And then, it. you know, I, my kids, I don't have my kids anymore. I don't have her. I don't have a reason to live. And I'm like getting all these ideas in my head. And it made sense. The voice made sense because it's like, man, this hurts so much. I just want to cut this pain and yeah, kill yourself. You know, if you kill yourself, you know, they're going to be okay because you still have the insurance. So, and mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm like, that was yeah. it, huh? <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my point was, man, I have to find something that really like kills me. Cause I'm, I'm a chicken, you know, like if I, mm. if I throw myself from the balcony and I'm still alive, all deformed and stuff, I'm like, oh bro, that sucks. Right. So it had to be something. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why am I thinking this? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not of God. Like what is going on? Like, this is weird. And then those voices were like every five minutes, bro, every five minutes, every five minutes. And I'm battling this stuff. And I'm like, mm. like, dude, what is this? And then, you know, Christian people think that, 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 oh, you have a demon. I don't have a demon, but I have all these voices and all this oppression from demons that people call, oh, you're crazy. You know, if you hear voices, you're crazy and you're not because they, those voices, you, it's not that you hear them in your ear, you hear them in your mind. Right. And those are thoughts that you think are yours. But they're not yours because at, at one point I go, why am I thinking spiritual. that? Yeah. yeah. So it's a spiritual thing. What were you thinking at that moment? Like, what, what were the voices those that same, you were hearing? Those same things. Like, like you killed like you killed your baby mama. Oh, wow. Mm. Now you killed your uncle. Oh, because your motorcycle. Like, wow. like, you keep on killing your own people, you idiot. Wow. Like, mm. And then, like... Your wife don't like, like you and your wife don't even get along. You, you guys don't even talk. Like at that time, me and my wife, you know, my wife, man, I put my wife through it. Man. Wait a minute. So you were married already when you were about to commit suicide? Of course. I got married 2017. Oh, but you didn't tell us that. Okay. So your fiance took her life, committed suicide. Now we're fast forwarding. Now you're married. Married. Yeah. Wow. And about to commit suicide. Take us through, man. So. What happened? You put the cable on top. Put and the cable on top, and then I just, I just went in, bro, and dropped. And then, um, so, so you went in, dropped, and you were hanging. I was hanging. Oh man! And my sister comes through the door. Like she couldn't, how long? She couldn't find me. I don't know. I'm guessing it, well, he, it, he, it could he, have been at least three anywhere from. I don't know seconds, how long it, it could have been it. seconds to minutes. Three to yes, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, because I think it was, he was saying that the sister, mm. you know, took the, the 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 ride in the car for five minutes. You know, they let her through uh, yeah. through the gate. Yeah. So you're hanging, and then she comes through the door. Yeah. So this might put a timing on it. So when she comes through the door, she's searching my whole house and she couldn't oh, find wow. me. But she heard Oh, so you're in the back in the in the patio. Yeah, but you cannot see because there's like a little partition wall. Oh, okay. And I was right behind mm. that. Oh wow. And um so she just heard gurgling. Mm. And mm. that's oh, how she so found you me. just did it. Like you've been there probably like a minute probably or two. Not. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that's and crazy. Bro. And and she's freaking out and and I was out of it. And I remember hearing that scream again. That wow. scream like my baby mama. Like, tormenting scream. <sighs> like, it was just a scream. Like, it's crazy because it was like the same one. 
How yeah, heavy man. were you at the time? Like 130, 160? I was like 165, 165. And was your sister strong? No, she's a little petite girl, man. So she wow. couldn't get me down. Wow. So she's under my legs just trying to, because I was dangling. So she's trying yeah. to keep my legs depressed. But do you actually remember seeing that? No, or? she, I, I actually, she was just with me on one of my, um, on one of my uh, missions in um, Clearwater. And um, we had this whole talk and she opened up about everything. Okay. Oh, so she's the one who told you this, what you're saying to us. Yeah. I'm you don't sure. remember any sure. of this? I, I remember bits and pieces, but okay. not all of it. So she she enlightened me on on more detail. Mm. Okay. And um so then she kinda gave me, but then she she said she said, Sean, she said I couldn't get you down. And she she says it it, it was an angel and an angel released me. I and she I, said I came down. it was an angel? Yeah, like she didn't see. No, no, I understand. But she's saying like it, it, that's the only way because she couldn't get me down. How did you get down? Because it was still hanging, but it released me. Like this thing was locked around me because what a cable does is yeah. whenever you go and it interlocks. Yeah. So like a rope is good, but a cable is even yeah. better because the something with the plastic. It, so it like, she said an angel had uh, released me. I, I don't know all that detail. But the cable didn't break or anything? No, it didn't wow, break. Dude. It didn't, no. <laughs> my my friend, uh, Riggy, actually, that's how he died. Really good childhood friend of mine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he literally went on a stop sign, hung himself. It broke the first time. Yeah. And then he re-hung himself, but this time he he died. So, crazy story, my, my, um, my great. It was my mom's grandpa hung himself and died. Really? Wow. Yeah. So dude. we we have we have a there was a curse generational generational, generational curse. curse. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. They, they've all been been broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. They've all been broken. Hey, but that's a perfect segue for me to ask you something that I've been wanting to 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 ask you. We've been talking about all these different things throughout your life. And it's like going back, oh, you know, this is 2013 and then 2017. And you were mentioning that the way you spoke before, we wouldn't, we wouldn't understand you. Take me back to where you were from and your childhood. Like, how yeah. did you grow up? And you were mentioning about your, your grandpa and your mom or your dad. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what, what, you know, how you grew up and what was the environment for you to get to the places where you start getting into jail and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, hmm. So my my parents were divorced. Uh, I was probably around seven years old, and um, when they when they separated, it was like they didn't have kids anymore. And not only did they separate from each other, but it was like they gonna go do what they want. I had my sister, the same one who was there when I hung myself. She's 11 years older than me. So a lot of responsibility fell, fell on her. her. And oh. so she was like playing mom, but she really couldn't do that because she had a baby at 14 years old. Oh, right? wow. So it was like, just like, uh, it was broken, man. It was, you know what? Let me just tell you, let me start off with what's even more crazy, right? So y'all know Joyce Myers, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So my dad was a CPA. He 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 did taxes and stuff. Well, he 
him and Joyce Myers and David, Joyce Myers' son, uh, husband, were they were all close friends, right? And um, so my dad was doing taxes with them. Well, I guess they they was going to church when I was before I was born, right? They were just, I guess, church people. They right. weren't. They definitely were picking up their cross and following Jesus. I right. know that. Right. But they, uh, you know, they said they were Christians. So <laughs> when I was in the womb, uh, Joyce Myers blessed me in the womb of my mother um, in a service. Okay. So they called you guys to the front? Yeah, they called them to. Yes. Prayed? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And, and was uh, was was Joyce Myers at that time uh, famous no, or anything? No, 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 no. This was okay. this was would have been eighty two, eighty one. Oh wow! So what's funny is is my mom, you know, up till thirty nine, till I've turned up till thirty nine for me, thirty nine years. My mom's like, "How is he a blessing?" <laughs> <laughs> that, that, How that that he? lady was crazy when she was saying that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but now she knows, she sees it, and um, that's but so what, cool. So, dude. so it was just you know, um, my parents they. You know, they didn't, I don't know if they knew any better or what they were doing, but they had these kids and these kids were soaking up and watching everything that was going on. My mom messing around with a young, younger guy and getting married, just leaving my dad. And then my dad's uh, messing around with this woman known to be a prostitute and bringing her into the house. Wow. So now we have this prostitute drunk woman in my house and I'm like seven years old and I'm like thinking about what does the alcohol taste like. So I catch her slipping on her drink, and I, I go to drinking her at drink. At seven? At seven? Oh, I was young, man, seven years old. I wow. got drunk. I remember sitting on the steps, like, dizzy, like, and... um. Now, this, this happens all the time. If you were already drinking at seven and you got prostitutes coming in, I'm sure you were molested by a woman. So I was, <laughs> I was, I would catch her laying up and her... You know, top would be down, and I would mm. I would play with her. Look at that! I would I would mm. play with her like it was it was doing like I started wow. masturbating at seven years old. Man. Wow! You know, I started thinking about you know women at mm. mad young man. I was masturbating, wow. and and that but, was but that's but that's a spirit of perversion. Yeah, and see those doors got opened because of my my parents right. opened them doors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 the yeah. breaking up of the of the home. What creates is is that you know that open so, space has yeah. to be filled with something. Yeah. yeah. So so we we gonna go deep with this one now. Now I, I feel the Holy Spirit. You know. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. But uh, you know, so that started, and then um, that that same woman tried to kill my mother. What? Yeah. Mm. So oh one night, my dad and my mom went out, had drinks, talked about getting back together. I don't know if it was set up. But it does sound like it was set up. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. My mom and my dad are in bed together. This woman break comes into the door, mm-hmm. runs into the room, chases my mom down mm-hmm. with an ice pick. Oh, wow. My mom, no clothes, runs out the house, runs to a neighbor's house to seek help mm-hmm. naked. Mm-hmm. Gets help. The woman gets arrested. She breaks all of, she breaks windows out of my dad's house, breaks all the car windows out of the car that was in the garage, tears up his house, mm-hmm. and he bonds her out the next day. 
Oh, dude. Oh, that was planned. Yeah. That was planned. <laughs> that, dude, was, that was... That was I just... The... I thank you, Lord, for saving my mama. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So these are the things that... Yo, that, that and the thing crazy. is, is is that, that you know, we think that our, we're keeping things from our children, man, but yeah. our children are... They're getting the information. They're of hearing course. what's going yeah. on, right? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, there's a lot of things that... That the the Lord has been revealing to me I'm, I'm about my childhood. Yeah. I'm actually started writing a book. Okay. Um, probably, what is it called? Uh, I haven't got a title of it yet, but okay. He is giving me titles as I do chapters. I've done two chapters so far. Okay. The uh, Holy Spirit wakes me up. God's been waking me up at one, two, three in the morning at night. And okay. I can't sleep, so I just start writing. And all my life, I've been putting up a wall to block everything I've been through. Yeah, man. So man, I couldn't remember. So, so now he's starting to uh, reveal all these things, right? Because now yes. I'm ready for it, right? Yes. Because yeah. I'm I'm in Christ. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. revealing these things to me because he needs me to use them for those who yeah. have gone through the same things. And now I can use them and be a vessel. And it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't, you know, it's that, not breaking that, That's me. That's what I wanted to ask you because... Look, it's so key what you're what you're saying right there, because when we say the stories, yeah, when you when you have that connection with that story, yeah. you remember those things and it gives you the feeling and this and that. Mm. But if you're if you're healed from that, you remember it, and it's kind of like if you were someone else. Yes, it's, it's kind of like person. a story or like you're remembering yeah. a movie. Yeah. Yes, does that happen to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. But but it's coming back so real. But it's you know what? You could talk about it because you're healed. I am healed. Yes, and you I, are. I praise the Lord for that. Yeah, and and, and I, I'm thankful that he's given me this because, yes. you know, there is a lot of things that that I have to go back to my child because, you know what? I didn't just get like this. Right. I was arrested for the first time in my life at nine years old. Oh, wow. Mm. I was arrested at nine years, hanging out with people who were 16 years old, 17 years old with cars. Camping out with women, nine years old, and alcohol. Wow. And the police pulled up on us, and I got arrested. Hmm. And wow. my mom came and got me. You that know. was the beginning of your journey. Mm -hmm. But I say that to say this, man. It was it was neglection, man. Right. Of course. Neglection yeah. is the root, man, with, with a lot of lot of our, our upbringing. And when our parents, yeah. when, you know, when, when we're neglected, man, and, and, and there was two times where I had... Men try to molest me. Mm. It wasn't family members. Yeah. But I knew enough that that wasn't right. Yeah. I had a mm. guy try to molest me in a neighborhood over here in Sunrise. Mm. Uh, at my sister's, I was probably like 10, nine or 10 years old. Then one of my mom's boyfriend's friends, he was a weird guy, man. And he wanted me and my brother to go hang out with him at his house and my mom let us go hang out at his house and he dude was trying to dude was trying to molest me and I said bro nah bro what yeah. are you doing and he when he realized I knew what he would they back off see it was like yeah. when these guys know when you confront them Correct. they back off yeah mm. where the one from my sister's house got my nephew oh wow and that just I pray yeah. for my nephew man I yeah I just I know a lot of you know he's he's older now but yeah. he he's still going through it and uh and I'm just praying for the Lord to really reveal himself. I want to mention because um, we know that the deity of Christ is like key when it comes to Christianity. And without the deity of Christ, without the death 
and resurrection, the tangible yeah. death and resurrection of Jesus, we have no gospel. Yeah. We have no good news. If you read, I believe, the book of Matthew, at the end, you're, you're going to see how the Jews actually paid the guards to say that, hey, the disciples took the body. Because again, without the death and resurrection of Jesus, there is no gospel. Yeah. So now you said you were married at the time where you were about to commit suicide and you're still married to that same woman now. Yes. And you shared with me that she was a Jehovah's Witness. Correct. And she's still a Jehovah's Witness. She is. And two years ago, right, 21, you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Mm. How's that going, man? Yeah, so, um, you know, like I said, Jesus discipled me. Amen. And Jesus... The, the Holy Spirit is guides and directs me Amen. every day. Yes. And one thing about religion that I'm learning is that, and, and what the Lord, has, see, I've never been uh, prejudiced. I wasn't prejudiced when I was in the physical. Right. And I'm not prejudiced right now while I'm in the spiritual. I don't agree with religion. I don't agree with religious. Right. But God, God is using me as he trains me mm. by my action. Okay. Teaching those who may have been following a doctrine. Okay. That may not be all of what, who he is. Right. But by my actions, by my obedience, he's showing people in my life who he really is. Amen. So I just say that to say this. God has used my wife tremendously in my walk. Amen. I thank God for my wife. Yes. And he, me and my wife discuss the word. We don't argue the word. Good. We, she, see, one thing about this is what's so beautiful is she knows who I was before Christ. That's key. She knows everything I was before she saw, she has witnessed this, this, uh, what did you call it earlier? Uh, Transformation. Tra but she born again. Yeah, just overnight. Like yeah. She's witnessing this. Yeah. Well, and it connects to what Sergio was saying, you know, the, the, the death and resurrection, like yeah. you had a death, yeah. of who you were and the resurrection is the person who you are today yeah. and then jesus is teaching you how to be like yeah. him and it's, it doesn't happen overnight yeah. which is the yeah. process that you're that you're in so in the beginning when i when i started and i started going into the church and meeting other christians right they're they're like oh your wife's a jehovah witness oh my god oh right <laughs> and i'm like hey, what's the big deal but but i'm just like <laughs> right, like right hey man y'all y'all just like Y'all, like, my relationship with Jesus is serious. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And um, and they're like, oh, well, um, you know, they had so many opinions. Yes. You know? And I understand the doctrines are, are different. I understand. I understand most of everything. But guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to do something that Jesus, Jesus never argued. I don't remember him arguing with people. You know what? I remember him whenever that woman, that prostitute woman. Yep. You know what I remember with that? Mm. Whenever they were trying to persecute her, Jesus was very humble yeah. as he was, I believe, 
writing the commandments in the ground. Or, or he, he put a line, or yeah, we don't like know that. what he wrote, but but yeah. But, but, but yeah so yeah. you know, it, it's like uh, I know who Jesus is, and I I know how he I, I I I'm in the spiritual realm, right? I'm very uh, I don't have no education, right? My education don't have. So what I do have is Jesus, and what I do have mm -hmm. is the Holy Spirit, right? So um, can I say this? And, and I think it's key, and I believe the listeners or the viewers are going to be encouraged by you today because after you gave your life to Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. you could have made that home that you're unequally yoked with, and you could have used that Christian platform to bring division in your own home. But what you did was you allowed your fruits she got to see who you were then and who you are now. You allow your fruits to speak for themselves. You allow the word of God, Amen. the word of God itself for you. That is your platform. That's where you guys met, read it together. Now you're allowing the Holy Spirit to guide her to our truth. Not Sean, mm. but the Holy Spirit. And that's where the transformation is going to take place. Amen. And 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 as as the husband. Yes. As I follow the head of yes. Christ, my wife follow behind. Amen. And I don't have to tell her. I don't have, I don't, I don't need to tell her anything. She already right. knows submit to your husband, yes. but you don't submit to your husband if your husband is submitted to the devil. Correct. Yep. Right. Correct. Yeah. And she knows I'm not submitted to the devil. So yes. there is, that's the beautiful thing in, yeah. in my home right now. Like, Amen. That's you know, key. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. And she knows this, like, when I got off house arrest, I was ready. I was ready to leave her. I left her once before. Okay. Yeah, and 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 that that turned into a train wreck. But when I, you met her, you thought, "Hey, that's that's the one." <sighs> so how did you meet her? <laughs> He's like, "You want me to go in there?" You told me the story. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was I was uh you know I was partying and drinking yeah. a lot and yeah um you know she's she, funny story is I dated her cousin for five years. Okay. Years before mm. I dated her. Mm. Um, and one night I was hanging out with her brother. It was her brother's birthday party. And um, she was over at his house. And I went over there and I hooked up with her. Like, we didn't hook up. She was very, you know, uh, conservative. Very, you know, it wasn't like one of them street women. So that's what I really respected and liked, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, so I was like, as I, just, I made a comment to her. And I was like, I was like, oh, if. I, I leave all those uh, I leave all those other women alone if 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 you bury me right and I just met her right so I was in the world and I was numb always and I needed help I needed help with my son and she was a good woman I knew that she's good you know um so I wasn't of course looking in the spiritual realm right you know there wasn't nothing really spiritual about me but I was there was a, a point when I did meet her I was trying to go to church I was trying to like really okay. receive God but there's this music I like I stopped listening to a lot of worldly music and I started listening to this guy NF right okay but um it, it was still kind of too close to that worldly music like it would still make me want to listen to Lil Boosie. So then I put on Lil Boosie. So then before you know it, I'm drinking again. Gotcha. So there was a stage where I was, I was like battling, trying to do right, but I couldn't. Yeah. And she, and it was at the time that I met her. And what was the connection between music and drinking though? Oh man, that, man, that, that secular music, man. It, 
man, that, that every time I put secular music on, I was ready to drink. Then I was ready to go out and get money. Then I was ready to somebody look at me funny. I'm ready to do whatever I got to do. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, cause, yeah. cause a lot of people, it's, a lot fe- of, it's terrible. A lot of people yeah. have an issue with that. And it's always like, oh, but you know, what is, what is the bad thing about music? It's You're just music. Curses and that. In the air. Cursing. Well, and, and not just that, but look, it triggers, it triggers your past. It triggers the yes. emotions. Yes. And, and when we're not healed, those things take us back to yes. what we were talking before. Like, yeah. hey, yeah. when I used to listen to this song, man, I used to, oh, and then you get into that feeling again and you start producing that fruit again. Let me tell you, this time when I deleted all my secular music, God had a gift for me. And um, he introduced me to Brother Bo's music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I right love Bo. He's so cool, you, man. And and his music is awesome. awesome. Like, let you, let me tell you. Yeah. So... Like two weeks later, or so my ankle bracelet stopped working one night and um, I couldn't charge it or nothing. And so they called me in the next day and they're like, yo, what's, where are you at? You need to get your butt up here to the courthouse now. So I go up there and um, there, the, the, the guy, his name's Will, who, who he's BSO, who fixes the ankle monitors or put you a new one on. He comes out and he says, you, you uh, he says um, Sean, and I'm like, yeah. He said, I he said you got a mask, and I'm like, <laughs> so I'm on fire for the Lord at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm 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 five months walk, walking now, and uh, and I said for you, I said for you I do. I said, but the Lord is my shepherd. Mm. And he's like, he's my brother, right? Yeah. So now we're walking, and I'm just like, I'm on fire, just talking about Jesus, da da da. So <laughs> I get to his office, and I put my leg up, and I'm like, the world says life in prison, but my guy says different and he's like, I guess it clicked with him. Like, man, he's really like on fire. You know what I'm saying? So he, he gets his phone and he shows me brother Bo and it was check your heart. And I'm like, this is my testimony, man. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm praising God in his office. And, and, um, he gives me his card and it's the answer church. Right. He's a minister, great man of God. And not only is he a minister, but he's a minister at the church that my grandma was going to before she died. Yeah, full circle. Died 2009. Mm-hmm. Wow. My uncle was still going to that church. My another mm-hmm. uncle that's still alive. So I get that. Boom. He said. So now I got this brother Bo music, and then I had a brother at the church that I was going to ask me to do my testimony because my ankle bracelet came off. So I go do what I want now. And as soon as <laughs> it came off, a brother named Casey's like, "Man, would you would you do a testimony at the halfway house?" And I'm like, Shh. "I had like three days," and I'm like, "Sure, yeah." So I go and I do it and I share and I I, I play Brother Bo's song at the end, right? And um, and so when I did that, everybody's like lit, right? So then a month later, we have a retreat. I meet Pastor Streets, right? And um, I'm telling him about how I did the testimony and how I played Brother Bo's song. And he's like, oh, Brother Bo, let's call Brother Bo. So he, he calls Brother Bo on the <laughs> FaceTime or whatever. So now... Brother Bo ends up calling me mm-hmm. back and I end up linking up with him and we're in Orlando. So then uh, when I get back from Orlando, I come back here and then I link up with Brother Bo and now I'm doing street ministry the next that week um, in Hollywood with Brother Bo. And, and and boom, here we are right yeah. now over a year later. You know, it's it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. God gave me a new family, new brothers. Amen. And um and 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 I just want to share that because this is this is this is serious for the listeners because 
when I deleted all that music, God blessed me with so much more. Amen. Not only did he bless me with the music that I like, that I love, that I vibe to, yeah. but it's his word. It's a message from him. And not only that, I do ministry with these brothers who do all this music. Like, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not just I'm not buying their music, number one, and then I'm not <laughs> right. I'm not I'm I'm with them. Yes. We're out here, we out here in the battlefield together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and look, that yeah. that ties up with what you were talking about, your mom saying, Hey, that Joyce Mayer said that and you were never a blessing. And then when you when you get to meet Jesus, you change radically. And in two years, you become that blessing that was prophesied Amen. 30, yeah. 30 some years before. Amen. 39 it's so, years. It's so cool, dude. That's just You know awesome. where, where I can relate to you is that I also lived an extreme life like you. Yeah. And when I came to Christianity, just like you, um, I had this encounter with God that when I would read the Bible, what I see in church wasn't mm -hmm. what I would see in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But people would call me the black sheep. They'll call me everything except for a man of God. Because I was in a Baptist church and I was speaking in tongues. You got filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Speaking in tongues. Yes. You've laid hands on the sick and they recovered. Yes. But you see, the average Christian, that's something that's very foreign. So I can relate to you in living an extreme life that when you had this encounter with God, mm. everything and everyone tried to get in your way from fully serving Jesus. Yes. But you learned to close your ears and focus on the living word Hallelujah. of God. I've experienced what you experienced. Mm. And as I hear your testimony, I'm like, man, he lived an extreme life. In other words, he feels my pain. I didn't grow up in church. You didn't grow up in church. Mm. And I didn't know the church experience. All I knew was my encounter with Jesus Christ. Yes. That's why we've seen you grow in such a way. Listen, you have a child. You actually raised that child yourself. Yes, throughout. Well, you know, it's amazing. You know, amazing. Them footsteps are real. Yes. It was Jesus carrying me, raising my son. Yes. To see him me. worshiping, man. To see him just being man, just in the church oh, and being hungry Jesus. for the things of God. There's a glow upon your son, man. Praise the Lord. So God has blessed you with that child. So we get to see your fruits. And what I mean and what I said in the beginning was, you know, Mike, did you go to, you know, leave the country or you leave the state, whatever? No, no, no. What I meant to say was you have a wife, you have your kids and you have a job. You got to pay your bills. Your bills don't stop. But we're watching you through the Internet on Facebook or whatever, YouTube. You're going from city to city, and we have the same bills, mm -hmm. but you're trusting God as your provider, man. By the way. And it's just something so beautiful to see you blossom and grow in the things of God. So you went from a radical life in the world to now a super radical life for Jesus. Then I thank God that you didn't allow any pastors to change you with any doctrine. Mm. I thank God you didn't allow nothing to stand in your way, but you've kept your eyes on the one that created the heavens and the earth. I have a question with that, though. Yeah. Um, as you are finding yourself in, in your relationship with God, 
and you get close to church, how did the church react towards you? Because, you know, we're kind of weird in the whole church thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. but how did, the, how did the church react with you? And tell me what has been the coolest thing about the church reacting and mm. the worst thing. So, I, you know, um, I'm not going to mention no names, but, you know, God, 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 God hooked me up with some good people. You yes. know what I'm saying? And uh, I remember the first time uh, I received the gift of tongues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? Where did you receive so, this gift? This sounds like a me, good one. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so 2019. So 21 is where you got, you had your encounter with God. Yes. So 2019 but, was But I had, so I met a brother that my, lives by my mom. He's actually 93 years old, been in ministry for 73 years. Wow. Okay. He delivered demons from me. I was, I was demon possessed. And, okay. Um, you know, all this drive-by shooting crap and, yeah. and just like that murderous spirit, right? And yes. He delivered me from that, right? But I didn't turn away after I was delivered. Yeah. You know? Um, I I don't believe that I I had got more demons. Yeah, but I didn't turn away. I it, it, it that was 2019. Yeah, okay. you, where you didn't renew your mind, so you kept yeah I the same tape yeah, you yeah, had yeah. before. I kept on drinking and yep. you know doing okay. all that stuff. Like, but it wasn't up until that point where it was just me and Jesus, right? Okay. Like I just I met this guy, his great guy Charles Corinne, yeah. and um. And he he did a deliverance, man, and yeah. uh and and so what happened with so now after 2021, after I have this encounter with Jesus, yeah, um, God puts another man in my life, and he's suicidal, and and he's broken, and but and and now I'm now I'm holy, I'm I'm pursuing holiness, so I'm I'm there, I'm there, I'm clean. So 2019, I, you you started speaking in tongues. No, no, no. Oh, I'm I, sorry. No. Go ahead. 2021. 21. I take another brother to his house okay to be delivered you know i'm like deliverance for deliverance got it and understood it was just like constant constant and 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 one day we were in there and we were we were in this room and we we're all praying and i just started praying in tongues nobody said <laughs> yes. anything it just, out of man, the blue uh, it just was it just wow. felt so right it's coming out with the Holy Spirit, and <laughs> yeah, and I stopped, and and Charles was still laying hands on on this gentleman, praying, and he said, "Continue in tongues," and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> it's what? coming out of me, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just started, <laughs> wow. and so after that, right, yeah. I went to uh, the church I was going to, uh, yeah, and went in and walked into the pastor. Like something happened to me, like yeah, I'm speaking tongues. Amen. Amen. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, like he's got like yeah. There was really no conversation mm -hmm. after that. Like right. he, he ain't really know what to say. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And now I, I do want to say this in 2019, and when you were 2019, you walked in in chains. He ministered deliverance, but you still had the chains. You, you weren't delivered. Correct. You were the full deliverance took place in 2021 yes. by the King of okay. Glory. Yes, yes. He Amen. delivered you himself. Now, yes. as ministers, all we can do is minister deliverance, but the individual has to be, without a shadow of doubt, ready to let go of everything. Yes. You Lord. have to hate your sin 
as much as God hates sin. Yeah. And that's where deliverance take place. Yeah, no, I, so. I, it was definitely, um, Amen. I, I didn't, it wasn't like the night I called out on the name yeah. of the Lord, Romans was, 10, 13. That man, was it. That man. was it over with. Yes. So Sean, you, you mentioned that you had the bracelet on. Yes. But you didn't tell us how you got that on. Like, where did that come into play? Because you said you had it when you, you know, when you were just on fire with Christ, you got it removed. How did that come so, up? So how was that on? So 2020, um, I I left my wife. I, I had just got our beat one case, right, for a drive-by shooting. Okay. In the house for a year. This was around that that was that year that I tried to commit suicide, everything. I was a mess, and but I'm still drinking. Got it. Left my wife, boom, packed up and left with my son. So you were a habitual offender because you said nine, you got arrested. Oh nine, yeah, but see the charges would get dropped. They're you they're on they're on it was like, man, okay. I, when I tell you the Lord has kept me yes. safe and protected from those things. Mm. Like man, God is good, man. Like yeah. you <laughs> could see you you could look them all up and you, you could see them all, but there's no conviction. They're they're yeah, they're they're uh dis what do you call it? Discharged? Dis, you were, dismissed. Dismissed. So wow. um so what were we with the question? You were, yeah, oh, so curious. so what happened yeah. was um yeah. I left person? my wife, mm -hmm. uh, went out and started uh living in in, in sin, okay. uh, sexual immorality. Okay. And uh man, you know, and uh I ended up renting a house in Margate. Okay. And um I was seeing a girl who was very jealous. I didn't talk to my wife for like five months. One day my wife called and was like, hey, are you getting emails from Cassius? The girl sitting right next to me. But this girl was very envious and very upset at that phone call, thinking that, oh, she's like, I know you've been sleeping with your wife. I'm like, no, this is the first time I've even had any Contact. encounter with my wife. Yeah. Contact. Mm -hmm. And um, so she went crazy, man. She started going and making false police reports on me oh. at the police. And, and, uh, and um, one night, so it just got real weird. I so she actually was a convicted murderer, and she um went to prison, got her on a life sentence, but got it got it uh, overturned. Okay, how but much she, time did she, she did four years? Okay, and so she um she had her baby daddy set up and killed. Wow. Well, she was trying to do the same thing with me because oh, there was a guy from Temple was gonna come and take care of me on this following Friday. Wow. I heard everything. <laughs> wow. So I got my son out of there. I called my wife and I was like, baby, I, I, I didn't say baby, but I was like, I need to get cash somewhere safe and yes. I need to get her out of this situation. And yeah. she's like, she accepted it. She, okay. So then I went back home and well, one night I was drinking and she was like, the, the girl kept on calling me and, and just like picking at me. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, that's it. I gave her all everything, all my furniture, like the house was in my name. Everything's in my name. Yeah. And, but my mind is still, I'm still toting guns. I'm still like got that. I still had like a mind friend, like, don't mess with me or you're gonna pay for it. Right. Right. And um, she was like taunting me. And one night I'm like, that's it. I had enough. I I drove over there, mm -hmm. I had my pistol on me, and I went to the door, which the house was mine. It was okay. all in my name. And her son-in-law was trying to block me and I pushed him like, better boy, who, who you think you yeah. are? Like, it's my house. Right. 
And I went through there, and it was he, he had like five kids, so all his kids were there. This this young guy, mm. and then they're trying to like stop me, and I'm I'm in a rage. I'm like, man, y'all better leave me alone. Like you know what I'm saying. So I went to my kitchen to get my kitchen table. I just bought this kitchen table, and I'm like, y'all want to play? I ain't. So I'm trying to f- take it apart. Well, it couldn't. So then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna break it. So I took my pistol out. Oh, mm. when I took my I took my pistol out to set it down to, because it was like yeah get in the way so when i did that that was now they 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 all made there was like seven people made um affidavits all that they were counts, seven counts yeah. yeah so now they charged yeah. me with a home invasion oh. home invasion carries life in prison and i just got oh, off wow. of a, mm. i just got off of a uh 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 a charge that carried 25 years for a Discharge a firearm out of a vehicle, a drive-by shooting. Got it. So it's like I went. So then I went to jail on that. My bond was one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. The 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 prosecuting attorney was like, he'll menace to society. I don't. He, he shouldn't have no bond. So they weren't trying to let me out, but then mm. they gave me the bond. So okay. By the grace grace of God, somehow I had this money put up. My okay. wife, because I called my wife. This was during uh, COVID, man, and mm-hmm. I'm in jail, and I didn't get a phone call for like three days. Yeah. Because COVID was so bad, like it was 23 hour lockdown. And I'm like, so when I got that phone call, I was like, I had time to think about it. And I told my wife, I'm like, listen, go to so-and-so right here, boom, boom, boom. And um, go post my bond. She's yeah. like, I don't have, I don't have that kind of money. I'm like, I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Just, <laughs> right. just do this and then give them this. And then when I get out, I give them the rest. Yeah. I know. Um, bang. Thanks to God, man. I, I'm telling you, man, it, it so I got out, house arrest, two years, and now I'm a, six months before that chain was broken. Mm. Not only in the physical, That's but, it. but in the spiritual. Yes. My prayer was when that night I received Jesus. I had another, I had a court date coming up. And um before that court date, I prayed again. And I said, Lord, don't, don't release me if it's not you. Mm. I don't want to be released if the world is releasing me. Yeah. I want you to really. So I got another six months, right? Yeah. Pushed off for course. So six more months of this house. Then yeah. that last one, mm. that last one, whew, I went to court, man. Well, it was actually over the, the phone or the computer, and it was like, it just said all charges dropped. And, wow. And nobody could understand it. Nobody could understand wow. it. Just God. <laughs> I can understand these goosebumps. I'll tell you that much. Bro. It's well, God. But, but wait a second. Wait a second. I made, I made a question. I never got an answer. So what was that? What was the what was the best thing when you when you approached church, and what was the worst thing? Yeah, when that's you approached what church? Yeah. So so yeah, no. So I was sharing about the tongues. Yeah. And um, then the thing is, is so the worst thing is this. The best thing is I received discernment. Yeah. The worst thing is, is I didn't know how to use it. Mm. And I'm seeing demons in the church. Wow. But when you I'm, say you're seeing, like, what are you seeing? Tell me about it. Give me details with that because I don't see those things, but I love those I'm things. I'm seeing church people, bro. And you're see, seeing, well, like, like things? Nah, so it's the way that they speak. Okay. It's the way that they carry themselves. It's the way that they look at other people. It's, I was, so some people was coming in and it was the fear. They had, there was so much of a spirit of fear, right? Like, I was seeing so many different spirits 
And I'm like, Lord, what do I do? Do I not come back? <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. So like I went home and I started praying and I'm like, Lord, like, can I leave? Yeah. Quiet. So two years goes by. And I started to be okay with it. Like not okay, but I I started seeking what his will was. Lord, what do you want me to do? But it was training for me. He was training me to show me because I always, I went to church uh, back in 2006, did an altar call, you know, but I was in the strip club selling dope the next week. So it wasn't like, it, right. I never took it serious. I dated a girl who went to church and I went with her, but it wasn't like, nothing ever stuck. Yeah. stuck. But then I got church hurt from that church right. because of the people. I always looked at the people. Every time I went into a church, I looked at the people and I'm like, oh, heck no, I don't want nothing to do with this. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm living fine out there doing what I'm doing. <laughs> right, right, right. Right? Yeah. So this time, you know, I have an intimacy with Jesus and I have been delivered and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, he led me to the church. He walked me into that church. Yeah. And the Bible study was fire. Like it was like he was speaking to me directly from the teacher. Like yeah. the Holy Ghost was just speaking to me. Even even um the pastor, the the Holy Ghost, he was speaking directly. Like I was just getting so much from the Lord speaking to me. You were getting fed big time. Yeah. yeah. But then I received the discernment and I'm and it, it wasn't really so much like all the leaders. It was just the people in general. And I'm seeing what's going on and I'm seeing people not accepting new people that are coming in. And I'm like, what is this? Like, like, like you gotta like, you're judging people like I'm, I'm so I'm getting like inside. I'm like, oh, like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, just mm. going back to that, just like you, when I came and I started going to church, I thought everyone thought like me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm born again and I, I can't just see a homeless for a homeless. I can't see a drug dealer for a drug. No, I see a preacher. I see a pastor. You see things that are holy, that are righteous. And then. Even in the leadership, you said, no, it's not just, the, but even in the leadership, you look and, and you see their fruits. You're like, you're a man from the streets. So you're able to see the difference between a person that is born again and a person that's from the world. Yeah. So you have people in the leadership that, and, and I'm talking about the churches that I was going to, not recent, that curse like a sailor, mm. you know, you have people that. That drink. That, mm -hmm. that, and, and the reason why I'm mentioning drinking is because it's hard enough to live a life a sound with a sound mind, to live a life that is holy and righteous for God. Imagine interrupting that with a glass of wine mm -hmm. that takes away your common sense, you know? Mm, that's dangerous. It's super dangerous. So me seeing that, I'm like, because of my extreme life, I learned to look at Christianity as black and white. So you can relate to that. So it's either like, You're in or you're out. So I was looking through the, through the eyes of who I used to be, and I'll be able to point out, but this is what I learned. The church is a hospital. Correct. And that's what the Lord showed me. Yes. It's for hurt people. Yes. And But hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. So you have ministers that should not be ministers because they're not appointed by God. They're appointed by man. And that's why they're living that lifestyle that is not pleasing to God. So when you say spirits, I, you see the, the matter of spirit. You, God shows you through discernment who's living right and who's not living right. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Amen. So how do you how do you perceive the difference? In other words, if you're if you're seeing someone, how do you how do because there may be new believers that may be feeling these feelings. Yes. How do they know that? Oh, am I just being judgmental, or is God showing me something? How did you know the difference? I prayed. I just I, okay. I, I just okay. continuously went to the Father because that's key. Um, remember, um, it was Jesus that discipled me, okay. so. We, when we run to man, we're running to opinions. Yes, and um, it's very important that we uh, we seek the Lord in 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 all things. So when I started, like, because I was I was so like uh, in tune with seeking. All I wanted to do from the time I got to the time I went to sleep was seek his face, seek his will, seek what it, what is he, is it like bumper stickers, everything. Yes. So when that started happening, I knew, I knew my relationship with, with God and I knew that I had the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know how, I didn't know how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit that dwells in me at this point, because I'm just thinking about my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. But I knew that Jesus had protect is protecting me. I knew that I was being yeah. protected. So I started looking at it as discipline. I started looking at it as, as teaching me. He's teaching me. He's, he's showing me, um, he's showing me what's, what's from him and what's not. And now that, you know, two years in, it's, it's definitely due to where my calling is. And, and he, you know, like, you know, like he has had me jump around with different ministries, jump around in different churches. He's, you know, he's got me at another church right now, Spirit Field. And, and it's like, I, I haven't stayed still. I don't get comfortable in one building, right? Yeah. And I'm not uncomfortable with leaving a building to go to another building. I come back to the other building because you are my brothers and sisters. Right. And I yeah. don't, I'm not the one to judge on what, what, who has going on in their life, right? Right. I don't know their personal relationship with Jesus. But right. I know my personal relationship with Jesus, right? Yeah. And I and I have learned how he teaches me, how he trains me, right? Yeah. And it's in the word of God. Like we'll go through trials and tribulations in James. It speaks about this. Yeah. And we go through these things to enhance, to 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 grow, right? Yeah. yeah. And um because you know once we once we once we uh complete one assignment he has another assignment for Amen. us like yeah. we, we oh but but what you were saying is key because we mentioned last time that the church is not the building the for church sure. is the people yes and then when you go to one building full of people that's the church and when you go to another building full of people that's the church mm -hmm. now the whole thing is oh this is your church and you have to stay here and this and that and i think it's key what you said you know god sent you to a church and if he said, hey, go there, you go there. And yeah. when he says, leave, you leave. Yeah. But people leave because they don't like the pastor, because they don't like somebody. Oh, this person yeah. looked at me wrong, so I'm out of here, and I'm going to look for a church that yeah. where people look at me right. And that you're, is that is huge, man, because... Now you're leaving for, because of people. Yeah, you're, because, you're, because you're, you know, like, in way. church yeah. is not a place where you're going to be comfortable 100%, yeah. because if yeah. you do that... Then you would have to hop on a hundred different churches because yeah. people are gonna make you uncomfortable wherever you go. Yeah, I believe we all have, you know, um, assignments. Assignment, and and we all have we all have to really seek our calling. Yes, because you know I believe there are some 
people who are made to be at the church, maybe at that one specific church, but I'm not. Right. You know, I've noticed in my walk, the Lord has jumped me around. I've been going to multiple churches even throughout the week and been involved with multiple ministries since I started my walk, you know, and then the Lord had me slow it down a little bit. And then I was just going to the one church. Um, and then I do, do ministry out in the streets. So I, I always stayed in the streets because that's, that's where I'm called to. So from 2021 and we're about to enter 2024, we're talking about since then till now you have not had no cigarettes no beer, you don't curse anymore, you're a hundred percent set free. Correct. Um, the only don't I mean you said cigarette just to keep it clear, yeah. because remember, I smoked a I was puffing a cigar. Correct. But that wasn't a cigarette and I wasn't ha- it, the thing is is that was part of of a uh of of a learning thing too. Yes. Because yes. I had to recognize that the Lord um, set me free from putting yeah. from from tobacco. So why am I putting poison up to my lip because yeah. it's still tobacco? Yeah. Now I could sit here and I could trick myself, right? Because that's what we like to do. This right. flesh likes to trick us and say, "I'm not inhaling it. I'm just blowing the smoke." <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's a lie from the devil. Yeah, Man. we we're not caught. Our, 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 yeah. God says, "Be holy, for I am holy." I pursue holiness. It, there's there, there's there's plenty of scripture speaking about pursuing holiness, and um, man, I pursue holiness daily, Amen. man. I remember you said I don't even want to smoke this. I'm like, so why are you doing yeah. it? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I wanted to feel part of the 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 the, the mm. crowd, and I get it, man. My mom said would always tell me, tell me who you're with, and I'll tell you who you are. Yep. So when I saw that, I saw the zeal, I saw the passion. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I go to retreats to minister to ministers. Correct. And and that is important, too, yes. because uh, yes. a lot of people, I hear a lot of people discussing what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Oh, but what, what? why is it bad to have a drink? Jesus created wine and he had wine. And that's okay. Like, I yeah. don't have a problem with having a glass of wine. Right. I have a problem with getting drunk because okay. because that's huge. Now. If that's an excuse for you to, oh, but what is it bad? Oh, what is it bad um, to just smoke a little bit? And how about, you know, so what you're really saying is, how about a little bit of sin? Right. And, for example, I was a sex addict. So for me, at one point, to look at somebody naked was a temptation. Right. So I had to step away from that. Yes. For some people, that is alcohol. So can I can I cut you right there? Yeah, go because for it. You said something very key. Yeah. yeah. And um lead this is for leaders, right? Like you know, as a leader, if even if I was a pastor and yeah. I decide at my house at eight o'clock at night to have a glass of wine with my wife, that's between mm-hmm. me and my wife. I don't tell people or preach it uh behind the pulpit that you could do anything in moderation and the reason why that's very dangerous is god forbid you have an addict right, right that has been in recovery and that, recovery that's exactly and now what I was he trying thinks to say. he's great and he goes to a church yep. and you have a man of god Come on. standing behind a pulpit yeah. saying you can do anything moderately no right you can't Come now on. now your experience was totally different. You got delivered like from one day to the next one. 
not everybody has that kind of experience Correct. and not everybody has to have that kind of experience because yeah. as you were sent to different churches and stuff and that's not typical yeah. because what we hear is oh you're sent to a church and you have to stay there and blah 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 and that's what man says yeah but if god is telling you go somewhere you go mm-hmm. now not everybody has the same experience but we have to have the same common ground in terms of if you say hey everything in moderation that moderation is different for him for you for him and for me mm-hmm. so we all have a different rule so so this is my this is my uh so I, this is my it. recommendation mm-hmm. it says in the word of god draw near to him and he will draw near to you so if you're not understanding right you might need to draw nearer to him so you can receive the direction that, that confirm that the direct correct yeah because remember if we're born again right we're sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a person dwelling inside of us to guide us and lead us into all truth and understanding, right? Come on. So when people so when people I rebuke that confusing spirit right now. No, no, no. It, no, no but, I'm but just look, saying for those yeah. who say but, finish. But uh-huh. look, for me, it's super important to talk about this stuff because yeah. There's a lot of confusion it, it, out of there. Of course. And this is a topic that is never talked about. I'm seeing a about. lot of it. You're, you're never, dead on with it. It's you. never yeah. talked about. Correct. And, and this is the kind of topics that I love to, to have different perspectives yeah. in this show about. Because, for example, my, my, my sin or my addiction was sex. Mm-hmm. But I never was addicted to, to drugs, to me, alcohol, me to nothing. I can, I can have a, I don't like wine. <laughs> but people offer me like, oh, wine with meat and this and that. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. I'll have one. And then as soon as I'm, I'm finished, they're like, oh, you want another one? Mm-hmm. Oh, but why not? But keep drinking. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I had enough. Yeah. So for me, that's never been a weakness. I remember one time we were talking to Bo and we were touching this topic. And for Bo was like, man, you know, when I was in drugs and stuff, I couldn't, I right. couldn't have any contact with it. So for me, it was sex. So drugs or alcohol have never been a weakness for me. Now, I can have a beer and I'm done, dude, because I never drink. If I have another one, I start feeling like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And that feeling is, for me, it's like I can't stand it. Now, somebody that is weak with alcohol, if they drink the first one and they're okay, and then drink the second one and they're like, oh, I'm happy. And now I'm happy. Check what society always says. Oh, I'm afraid of doing something. Oh, drink something so you have courage to do it. And that's where the the the, the danger is. Mm-hmm. If you feel empowered by alcohol to do something, you have an issue. Yeah. yeah. For so, me, I, I, my way to see so it. So when I get drunk now, right? Yeah. I only get drunk on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Like I, there's no... There's nothing I want to take me out of any my element of, of who your, I am and it. and and who dwells in me that's because yep. I, listen for 39 years I was so sick and well, lost. You were bound. You said bound, you were bound. By bound. It. Now you're free. Why would you go back to it? I was drunk at seven years old, spinning on a staircase. I'll never forget it. I'm yeah. sitting there drunk. And I'm like, I didn't know how to even like I didn't want nobody to catch me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm yeah. but I'm steadily just 
This lady steadily filling up her cup and I'm steadily deep, 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 and drinking it. And she's so drunk that she don't realize that I'm the one drinking the alcohol, right? <laughs> so that's where it stemmed from. So, you know, it's 30, what, 33, 32 years, man. Yeah. It's like, and and it 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 just starts to enhance everything. But okay. look, okay. something something really cool that, that, that you guys said about that topic to close it. Well, I wanted to, I want to mention no, something well, before I we so close. I yeah. too. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, cool. Yeah. No, 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 no. I would I'm love, learning, dog. I would love to, to hear your your opinion yes. on it. But yeah. you guys were saying you guys were saying leaders and stuff like that. Yeah. And for example, I don't if I'm a leader, I don't have to hide that I that I have a cup of wine, you know, with my meal or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Starting with that. But I remember when I went to a pastor's house and he's hanging out with guys in the room and they're smoking cigars and they're, and they're having whiskey and they're drinking. And I feel super weird with that. You know, the guys from Texas and you know, he's a cowboy and this and that. And I'm like, there's something weird about this. I cannot put my finger on it because at the time I wasn't like the, the, the most close to Christ, but it just felt weird yeah. because that was the setup of a worldly party. Okay. So when I was there and they're doing it, I remember I don't drink and I don't smoke. Right. My thing was women and God delivered me from women in two months. Mm. Okay, so I'm delivered, and this is this doesn't make, you know, any sense to me. I'm like, man, why are these guys doing that? And the smoke, you know, it bothers me and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel so uncomfortable, and I left. Mm -hmm. And that came to mind when you guys were talking about that because if I get to that place and my weakness is tobacco or alcohol, what what my brain would say was, oh man. Yo, these guys are my buddies yes. because this is what I enjoyed in the world. Yes. Now I can enjoy it in the church with God and oh, it's all good. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's yeah. that's yeah. the danger of it yeah. from my side. Yeah. Mike, you want well, to... the danger is causing someone to stumble. Yes. You should tie a millstone around your neck and drown and yourself. Drown yourself. But yeah. the, that's that's a heavy part of scripture, yes. dog. Like yes. why are we ignoring that as a pastor yes. that can say everything in um in moderation? Dude, you're causing someone to stumble. That's scary. Very, it's very scary. I want to mention a scripture. This is the Holy Spirit. So if you guys use this one, just remember to give me some credit on this one. I'm just kidding. But the Bible says to bring every thought mm. captive Come on. to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Thought captive, renewing minds. So check this out. I don't have an issue with a glass of wine. That's good. But find out <coughs> if drinking a glass of wine will take away your thought pattern. In, in other words, you, you just said that a person will drink to be courageous. What do you lose when you drink alcohol? Your what? Your common sense. Watch. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So how can you take every thought captive in a party where they're hang, handing you a drink, you lost your common sense, you're having issues with your wife, and this girl winks at you. I want you to think about it. You're no longer going to fight because you don't have this sound mind. You just lost your ability uh, to think sound mind. You're going to give in to that temptation. 
You just call Listen, that out. I'm telling you, I see life black and white because I live such an extreme life. What the world had to offer, man, I took it in and I took it all. So why would I want to open a door to have this filthy devil mm. to come into my mind and project images whenever he wants? Why would I want to do that? But it's no big deal. Jesus turned water into wine. Do your research. Find out the parts per million that was used back then. And now you're going to see the alcohol level was here. You had to drink all night just to get drunk. Well, that's that's what most people come up with. Yeah. So now we're talking about the parts per million. We're different. But listen, why is it that we try to find what our flesh desires? We know it's not good. People die from car accidents, heart attack. I mean, and, and you can't control sin. Sin is unquenchable. You want more and more and more and more and more. So there is no, well, let me just, I can have one glass of wine. No, that one is going to turn to two, two is going to turn to 20. But this is my thing. If you are a new creation in Christ, just let it go. Yeah. Listen to the spirit of God. Do the things of God. And man, even if you got to change your circle of friends, you got brothers and sisters in Christ that are drinking, they're smoking, separate yourself from them. It's going to eventually pollute your spirit and i'm going to leave it there no it true. is it is weird it's true. and and for example tithing tithing is another one because as soon as you mention money everybody's like oh yeah the church they always steal the money and why would i have to give my money and blah 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 and if you are defending money so much mm. it's because that is really who you love that mm. is your god yes Mammon. Yeah. so tithing so, is is very serious. so whenever whenever the topic of money is touched especially in the church, you get the the quickest and yeah. the biggest reactions towards it. You know, yes. why my money and blah, 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 especially with new believers. Why? Right. Because we're so attached to money. We're so right. attached to, oh, I work hard for it, so let me enjoy it. And then when God starts showing you or giving you the conviction of, hey, I'm the one who gives you that money. Amen. I don't need it at all. Right. But I need you to let it go. So I can actually Amen. get in yeah. and take that place of, yes. of priority yes. in your life. And then you start doing it. And then I remember I had a conversation with you one time. Okay. And you told me um, I was making a lot of money mm. back then. And you were in the situation where I'm at today. You're like, <laughs> oh, I have no money for rent and this and that. And I'm like, bro, I'll lend you money. No, God will show up. And I'm like, you crazy. And I remember my checks, my tithing checks were like five, six hundred bucks. And I remember you told me, man, five, six hundred bucks. Like that would, that's a lot of money. Like, yes. and, and I would be like, like nothing because I was never attached to money. Amen. But when you're having hard times, like the of one course. I'm having right now, yes, you get tempted yeah. because it's, it's like, man, I have no money. I have no job. I have to take whatever. And then. And then you get this, these ideas or these offers and you get these voices. Hey, there is a job to sell marijuana in the mm. marijuana dispenses. And uh, you can make commission on sales. Uh, and it's just a product. Right. And it's legal. So what's the bad thing about it? And I just remember saying, man, I really need the money. And I don't have any other job. And man, do I do this thing? 
And then I remember talking to a friend today. We went to the, to the I helped him uh, go to the, one of those things. He had to take one of the products okay. to the owner. I'm in the shop and I'm like, kind of like what you said, man, why would I be part of something that is going to damage people and, and that I'm going to feel bad with? Mm. I can't. And I need the money. I need to work. Right. But I can't negotiate with my morals and I can't negotiate with my principles. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I wanted to mention that tithing is, there's a mystery behind it. So when we were talking about um, the finances and I, I wasn't tithing, you know, I, I, I was, God, I'm tithing my time. I'm in Wynwood. I preach. I'm five days out of the week. I'm doing ministry. I thought that that was my tithing. Mm. When I started tithing. The floodgates. The floodgates opened up. Come on. I never owned a house. I just bought a house almost two years ago. You know, and, and I have the privilege of having a little boat. You know, we have three cars. God has blessed us tremendously. But there is a mystery behind it. You want God to bless 100% of your finances? Trust him with 10. Amen. If you trust him with less, well, he's going to bless less. There's a, minute, a mystery behind it. I'm not going to say follow and do what I do. I'm just telling you what unlocked my life where today I don't have to ever worry about finances i don't have to worry about my phone bill in other words we swap roles yeah and there was a time that i was tithing and god blessed me i had so many contracts and making a lot of money when i had my own computer business living in marina and mal i said to myself wow i don't have to tithe you know five six hundred dollars let me just separate this and i lost all my contracts <laughs> In two days, <laughs> my wife was like, what happened? But this is what I did. It wasn't that I didn't tithe. It was started here. Isn't that and, a mystery? And, that, and that's, <laughs> what people, that's what people think. People think that, that you say these things in order to get money to the church. Yeah. Dude, the church, like we said before, is not the building. Right. It's the people. Yes. And in this last year that I've had such a hard time, the church has given me food. Mm. Wow. Four times a month. Wow. Praise and God. they give me a box of food, like, like groceries and stuff. If I take that box and I see how much it's worth, it's probably a hundred bucks. So they're giving me 400 bucks for almost a year. Amen. So people say, oh, they steal the money. Really? How about when they give mm -hmm. you stuff? Mm -hmm. Right. How about when, yes. when, when someone from the church... I am going through a hard time with my divorce yeah. and, you know, my wife and all this stuff. I'm thinking about suicide and all this stuff. And I end up talking to somebody who is a psychologist. I've been trying to find a psychologist, a Christian psychologist for years. And all of a sudden I'm telling my problem. He's like, oh, I've been a psychologist for 30 years. And I'm like, <laughs> awesome. And we knew, I knew him for years. I and, didn't know that. And then, and then he... He comes from an hour away from here, bro. He comes for free and he sees me. 
once yeah. a week for two, three hours. Yes. I call him up. He's there for me. So what about that, man? Like, that's what people don't understand about church. Right. And then they feel bad about giving 10%, but they don't understand what the girl, what the church gives you yes. when you're having a hard time. Right. I remember uh, one time when I, when I ripped my calf and I used to be a, um, a fitness instructor. The church, you, Lino, and probably Mike, and you got like yeah. five, six hundred bucks and you gave them to me. Right. Out of the blue. I didn't even ask for it. Yeah. So those are the things that that you see. Hey, man, the body of Christ. Man, this broke, this, this, this ankle is, is, is broken. And then the hands come and then the arm comes and then the head and the and everybody comes mm. and they help. Yeah. Man. But what you see from the world is, oh, you're gonna take my money and you're gonna steal it. And that's the difference, man. When you're walking right. with God, you get to see those things. But when you're not, you see your God, which is Amen. money. Amen. Well, I think, you know, when when we observe the New Testament, um, tithing is not in the New Testament at all. Yeah. It's actually all of it. Hmm. When they were all together, they all right. piled the money in the center. Yeah. Right? And they said, here, let's share it. Yeah. Now, Applying that today, obviously we don't see that. It probably well, that's weird, cultish. What is that? It's kind yeah. of weird to be this, you know, do this. But the whole point is tithes is the minimum. Yep, that's just the bare minimum. That's yeah. it. That's not that's that's not check the box, walk away. Right. Oh, I'm good. I did my job. Cool. Be back now, Sunday. okay. Now I'm gonna wait for God's blessing. Where is yeah. it at? Where is it at? Yeah. It's actually everything, Amen. and everything I think practically today is meet the needs. That's it. There's well, and, and, and when you say everything is not everything money, it's right. hey, it's the yeah, it's I'm, the gonna, I'm gonna tie, it's the and I'm gonna be there for my for my for my for yeah. my friends. Yeah. Hey, and if I if I get food, it's cool, and if I can give food, it's cool, and if I can give clothes, and if I can give my time, and man, we are the body, and Amen. we have to be there for one another, and we have to love one another, and that's what people don't understand looking it from the outside. Why? Because from a world perspective. This is weird. Yeah. Of who, course. Hel who helps somebody right. today? Right. I, I who, actually, who gives money to somebody? I actually experienced um as you know, I wasn't saved. My my true my true deliverance and me being saved was 2021. I was going to church in 2014-15. And I was I was a tither, man. I I tithe more than whatever the 10% is. And I, I saw the fruits of it. Amen. Even even as an unsaved person. Yeah. So I, so I Sean, guess. in closing, man, I want to tell you that we we're all encouraged. Amen. A lot of listeners, a lot of viewers are going to be encouraged by you. Um, we pray, man, that that God will rekindle that fire that you have in our lives. You know, mm. um, we're slowly getting back into ministry, but man, we've been beat up. I've been beat up for 21 years. Yeah. So you just kind of started your walk and. The good thing is you have mentors, man. man. Brother Bo, you got Pastor Mike, and then yep. you got Alvaro. You got all these men of God, man, that, that are going to help you. And above all things, help you protect your heart, man. Yeah. And we kind of didn't grow up with that, you know? Yeah. So we got yeah. beat up, you know? Yeah. So we're encouraged by you, man. And we pray that whoever listens to this, man, that will be also encouraged. And those that are not saved, man, they say, hold on, man. If that hood guy that was ignorant, if he can get saved and God can use him in a mighty way, I want it. Or maybe a person that's watching and, or listening and has 
PTSD. You know, it's crazy, bro. You got set free from PTSD. I did. I did. That's insane. That was another thing that they diagnosed me. Yes. It's crazy. You know, mental illness. You were addicted to alcohol, drugs, and everything that you've gone through. Look at you now, man, with a sound mind. So we want to just, you know. Thank I couldn't God do it on my man. own, man. I, Amen. I have to wake up with G. I wake up every day with the Lord. Amen. I talk to him throughout my day. I go to sleep. Before I go to sleep, I talk to him. I talk to the Holy Spirit. I ask the Holy Spirit to watch over my body and my mind while I'm sleeping. I ask him to give me visions and dreams so I can be in prayer about those visions and dreams that he gives me. Like, it's not just a... Uh, a one prayer a day thing. It's yes. it's all day long. Amen. And like you said, it's a relationship. Yes, so yes, if you yes. have a relationship, he speaks back. And, and, That's it. And, and let's yeah. say this. Let's let's say that we have a relationship. And my relationship is, hey Sean, how are you? Man, yeah. protect me, protect my wife, protect this, protect that, give me this, give me that. And hey, see you later, bro. Mm. And then at the end of the day, Hey, thanks for everything. Yeah. Is that a relationship? That's what people that's how people well, see God. Well, yeah. that's when you when you're in the world and selling drugs and you got all the people surrounding you, that's that's pretty much what they doing. Yeah. Right. Yes. That, that's yeah. it. They riding around yeah. with you, you buying the alcohol, you supplying. Yeah. They want to get high, you giving them the drugs. You you know what I'm saying? You you taking care of everything. Now you go out to the club, you buying the drinks. Like so what you explained is like, you know, whenever you 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 start to get to recognize like them people always just they wasn't they wasn't for you they was yes. they was using you right they, they were not in a relationship so, with you it was you yeah. yeah and and you one thing about you can't use god yeah that's it mm. in closing mike do you have anything else no i i just i'm grateful you know to have been at that event when you were there and to have met you man um very encouraging for people that are listening i know you know um, there's going to be people that have can share your experiences that have had those moments. And maybe they're in that point where, you know, um, they're, they're, you know, they're about to feel like they're going to commit suicide. They're going to be able to fall. Yes. So what can you tell people that, you know, are watching this and maybe watching this and that, that encourage someone to lift someone up to kind of get them to the point where they can too have that personal relationship that it's not over, that there's more to this life. Yeah. So, um, the best encouragement that I can really tell you, especially if you're broken right now, and if you your thought those thoughts of suicide are coming in, um, cry out to Jesus. Um, that's what saved me. That's what took it. it. Like, like all those, all those cases, all those times I'm on house arrest. I should have been in prison. I should be in prison right now. I should be dead right now. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be doing this, you know, being able to share this, I don't deserve it, but God kept me here. And, um, I just, I just want to, you know, I just want to share that the importance of, uh, recognizing when you're broken and, and, and when you feel these suicide thoughts come on and, and when you feel the, the world closing in on you, it's God calling you. It's God. You, you just, all you have to do is call out on the name of the Lord. And you will be saved. And not only will you be saved, but he's genuine and he loves you and he created you. And he's just waiting for you right now. He's waiting for you. He He's a gentleman. He's such a gentleman. He gives us free will. Like, he, he doesn't force us to do things his way. 
He gives us free will. And it's in his word more than one time. Uh, uh, it's in Joel as well about calling out on the name of the Lord. And 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 I'm sure it's more times because that that's all we have to do. I didn't even know the scripture and I did it. And when I did it, I received Jesus Christ. I received him. Not only did I receive him, but I got that intimacy. And he gave me the most beautiful gift anyone could ever receive. And that's the Holy Spirit. And it takes away all those pains. And yes, it's a process to sanctification. Sometimes it's not always an instant deliverance. But with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comforts. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say like, it's like a, a, a woman who may be scared and maybe, you know, knows if she had her husband to hold her while she was scared, she wouldn't be scared anymore. That's how the Holy Spirit is. When the Holy Spirit, when you're scared, you could just talk to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will comfort you. And it will take away those thoughts that the enemy's trying to throw at you because they're darts. And it's important to armor up every day in the armor of God. See, we have to put on our armor before we even go out into this battlefield, into this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And we put on our armor. We put on our helmet of salvation. We put on our breastplates of righteousness, our shield of faith, our sword. You know, and and our 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 our, our belt of truth and our, our our sandals, our peace. We we walk in this perfect peace. And I used to armor myself up with two pistols every day. <laughs> and that wow. and and when I when when I recognized the fear that I was carrying, I thought that I was a tough bad dude and that if you look at me funny i'm gonna pull my strap on you and then i'll drive by your house and i'll shoot it up and i'll show you who i am right i thought that that, that was i was a scared little boy anyone who has to run around unless they are put in that position by the lord to carry a firearm is in fear is living fearful is scared and that fear is not from god God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. So I just want to encourage y'all that if you if you have that anger, if you're running around angry and want to hurt people and want to get drunk, that's not from God. God loves you and God wants what's best for you. That's from the devil. And the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And those are the things that he provides to do so. So when you are feeling that depression, when you feel like you have no one to talk to and no one to go to, Jesus is right there by your side. All you have to do is just call out on him and surrender to him. And he'll save you. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So this was episode three. Episode four, you don't want to miss it. We're going to get in the mind of a man that was addicted to crack cocaine. And his name is Brother Bo. You don't want to miss it. Mm, nice. So I want you to share. I want you to like and tell somebody about what's going on here, getting deep in your business. God bless you. Awesome, awesome. Testimony.